0: Previously on Cast in Wax June June, seriously Is this all that can be between us now? Is this all that I am to you? You know, a A person that you Once were familiar with You know, that that you You had dinner with I mean, regardless of what's happened between us now Regardless of all the cheeseburgers All of the name-calling Regardless of all of that That night was a beautiful night it was a beautiful night and you are going to Sally that night I, I you know I'm am sorry I called you a bitch Jeremy. I I did it a few times I think I'm sorry about that and I I would be interested in getting back together with you I really would
1: Each year at Christmas time we feel our spirits lift that's when we gift because come new year i'll be miffed until it's christmas time again when we wish goodwill to men and we won't be spreading love and joy till then at christmas time we throw our arms round the human race but tell me what makes christmas special if all year long we embrace and so for just this season in my heart you have a place Get the hell out of my face Until it's Christmas time again When we wish goodwill to men And we won't be decking any halls till then Cause Christmas time was meant for spreading cheer Christmas time's no time to pout Come on and pour yourself some eggnog, you'll feel better without a doubt And let us not forget just what this holiday is about Give me my presents then get out Until it's Christmas time again When we wish goodwill to men, and we won't drink down a cup of cheer till then Until it's Christmas time again When we wish goodwill to men, and we won't
0: Let's see what what am I meant to do today? I mean Christmas Eve. I've I've opened all these cards, I've checked through them for for gift cards and for checks. You know, so that's done with. I've got sent out all my reminders to my clients to do special holiday readings at a five percent discount. I've got my schedule I nobody wants to do a reading today, unfortunately. Um oh right, I am meant to record Where Are They Now in History for Jordan? We're supposed to record the podcast today, aren't we? Alright, let's do that then. Um two days I suppose I'm supposed to do. First one being Where's the calendar? December seventeenth. Alright. Um December 17th, here we are. Hello and welcome to the Stay in History what? on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory. Alright, uh, uh, this can wait. Um, what does he want? Hello, I'm Rory Singen here. Don't believe it. Well, don't, I mean, it, it's Patsy Kennedy. Believe that. Uh, Merry Christmas. Don't believe it because it isn't a Merry Christmas yet because it's Christmas Eve. And also, you're not going to have a Merry Christmas, Rory. That's why I'm calling.
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: Don't. Well, okay. Uh, let me, let me explain. Uh, you're gonna be getting, look, I, I, don't ask me how I know this, I hear things, you know, I, I am in the, the the circles that hear rumors about things, that is how I know about the aliens, that is how I know about the government programs, look, the point is, I know things, alright, and one of the things that I know is that you are gonna be visited by three... Well, they're going to say they're ghosts. Don't believe it. They're not ghosts. They're aliens, obviously. I'm going to be abducted by aliens on Christmas Eve. They're not going to... Well, I mean, yes. But they're not going to say they're aliens. They're going to say they're ghosts. Don't believe it. There's no such thing as ghosts. Ghosts are... What we call ghosts, all right, are non-corporeal alien beings that assume the the, the, the likeness of look I, I don't have time to get into all this because it's going to start the point is I just want you to know the things that they're going to tell you they're relatively true except that they're ghosts don't believe that they're ghosts because they're not ghosts look I believe they do work with the government but I'm not 100% sure on that so I don't know if the government is involved in what's going to happen to you tonight but I do know they're not ghosts don't believe it alright so l- let me just get this straight you called me up to say if I see any ghosts don't believe anything they say no no I'm dead no, definitely believe most of what they say. Look, I I don't want to go too much into this. The point is, I remember when, remember a couple years ago when I did that that special. I had that special lined up where I was saying I was going to expose the truth about Christmas and there was no real Christmas and that the whole thing was a government conspiracy that was designed to make you buy more presents and stuff. Uh, well, yes, and then and then you didn't do it on the actual show. You you said Christmas was real. Yes. Okay. Right. That is because these three aliens, not ghosts, but aliens, came to me. Uh, I don't want to get into... It's a whole thing, and it's kind of personal, to be honest with you. And it's going to be personal for you. But the point is, look, don't believe... Okay, just... They're not ghosts, but... Just... you got to open... Okay, you got to open your heart, is what I'm trying to say. But not to the ghost part. The ghost part... Okay, I'm not saying this right. It, that's fine, Patsy, it's fine. uh Thank you for calling. I, I actually do have a lot of work to do. I have a recording today, so... You know, I've got a lot of things... I must get no, wait, to. So you It's very it, nice. It, to well, listen, don't believe okay, about the it's ghost. Fi- don't it's believe fine. Him, but the rest of uh, it, no, no, believe no, no, it. Sure. You got to believe it. I'm sure I will. Um, thank you very much for calling. You know, have a, a good one and all that. All right, happy holidays. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> Man, where was I? Ah, yes, this day in history for last week. Hello and welcome to this day in history on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory St. On December 17th, 1903, near Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, Orville and Wilbur Wright make the first successful flight in history of a self-propelled, heavier-than-air aircraft. Orville piloted the gasoline-powered propeller-driven biplane, which stayed aloft for 12 seconds and covered 120 feet in its inaugural flight.
2: This is Wright 1 to ground over. Ground, have I finally found the right one? Is my brother there? I'm right here. I'm like three feet away. Oh. You're right everywhere. Wow, we're getting some really bad feedback. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say that what makes this flight even better is that baby Juju gets
3: to sit in my lap while we make this. Well, while I get to make this history-making flight.
2: Yeah. Why don't you? Rub Too bad, it bad in you my get airsick. Big jerk. Now, just to position baby Juju right behind the controls. <laughs>
4: And I think I'll ram the nose of the plane into the ground to land. Boom! <laughs> no! Whoa, jeez. I'm
5: okay.
2: Baby juju cushioned my fall. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one to explain to your wife. After
0: the death of the entire Wright family under Orville, heavier-than-air flight was banned entirely. However, one should still be careful when driving an automobile not to have your baby ride on your lap. This is the state in History on WHRW Binghamton. <sighs> really? Uh... All right, let's record this. But don't hit the brakes just yet. My name's Rory St. John and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And let me tell you something. If you are thinking about driving in your car with your baby on your lap, don't do it. What kind of Christmas are you going to have when there's someone that you love, the baby, presumably, and because of your actions because you were reckless because you made a bad decision you now are not able to have the baby with you on Christmas because in in your case the child is dead which is a double blow you know but also being alone on Christmas Eve which is a week from this day would be very sad so my point is look you don't want to do anything that will make you lose your baby if you know what I mean because you know it does it just ruins the entire Christmas holiday it just makes all of Christmas into crap and I know it's only the 17th of December when you're listening to this but on the 17th of December you're really kicking things off. Can you imagine that entire two-week period without your baby? Because you, you know, squash your baby metaphorically or uh, literally in in this case. So babies belong in child seats. You know, I believe they they, they should be in the back. Uh, you know, follow the local regulations. Look them up. My name is Rory Sevigny, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cass and Wax. Very professional, Rory. Very professional. Jordan, how did you? How did you get in here? Well, I'll tell you. I'm not actually Jordan. But my point was that you are uh, allowing, once again, your feelings to get in the way of your actual job. You you, you could be just telling, you know, good moral things and, and also being good about Christmas. Kind of important. But instead, you're letting the fact that you did something stupid and June broke up with you get in the way of what you can be doing for others on this wonderful holiday. That is not... Cool, dude. That is super not cool. Okay, uh, we can go, go back a second to when you said you were not Jordan, because I, I believe you're clearly Jordan. Right, right. Uh, I do look like Jordan, don't I? Okay. Well, let me give you a bit of an explanation there. What it is is you got a phone call earlier from Patsy Kennedy. Yes, he said not to believe it. I believe. No, he said. Okay, well, he said that you were going to be visited by ghosts. I'm the first of those ghosts. Oh my god, Jordan's dead. No, no, Jordan's not dead. I I just chose to look like Jordan. What it, What happened was we we decided that it would mean more to you coming from people that you know alive that you care about because I mean we did some research it seems like you don't really care about a lot of dead people right now Eh. so my point is that I I am a ghost I am the first of three ghosts that are going to be visiting you I'm the ghost of Christmas past like in a Christmas carol basically yes the fact is like I said we've been getting reports that you are being a jerk about Christmas you are letting your personal life get in the way of what should be a wonderful, glorious holiday season. And this is not even the first time this has happened, as I know all too well, because I'm the ghost of Christmas past. What are you talking about? Look, Jordan, I don't know why you guys are trying to play this trick on me. And I didn't know how you got in my house. I didn't know I told you about this apartment. I, because I'm not Jordan, how many times do I have to tell you? Whatever, yes. But my point is, look, thank you for your, your attempted intervention. But what's going on in my personal life is my personal life. And it has nothing to do with you, and it has nothing to do with your show, and it has nothing to do with your podcast. So I don't know why you feel the need to... to Intrude, and what is going on? I'm proving to you that I'm a ghost, and I'm taking you through time and through space to Christmas past, because that is what my job is—to show Christmas's past. This is no, this is weird. They always say that. I mean, they they often say that. But the, the the point is, I'm taking us back, way back, many years ago, to a different Christmas, to a different time. This is very strange. I know. Let me ask you this, Roy: Do you recognize? This. Well, yes, of course. This is city, this is WHRW. This is the lobby of the radio station where where we used to do Welcome to the Waxwork every week. That's right. WHRW is always a very fun and very exciting place. And Jordan, not me, but the real Jordan, used to gather lots of wonderful friends and friendly people to do a wonderful radio show and everyone got along. Everybody did their part, even if they didn't like everyone involved. They got along for the sake of the radio station and for the sake of the show and they were nice to each other. Almost... To a man. Almost. Yes, I, I remember this. I, I do recall. This is the first year of Welcome to the Waxwork. This was when we did the shows live on the air. Still, that's right. They're doing, they're doing a holiday Christmas Carol themed episode of Tractor Fiction as we speak. Yes, they are. Oh, that was a wonderful show, wasn't it? I will say, we eventually moved to recording everything ahead of time, pre-recording and editing and all that. And while, of course, the shows got much better, there was a sort of excitement to, to doing the shows live on the air that that, that, that did go away. and this, it was a good time, it was a good time. We were still learning about how to do this and, and who each other were, things like that. Well, that's super nice, I'm glad you're so nostalgic for it. Do you remember this Christmas? Well, yes, like I said, it's, they did the, the holiday episode and all that. And right, 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 but you weren't in the Tractor Fiction, were you? Oh, no, I mean, no, That's that was Frank's part of the show. No? Oh, right, no, you used to hang out in the green room. Well, so to speak, I mean, it was just the lobby, really. In fact, I, I don't know why I'm not here right now. Perhaps I perhaps I just went to the restroom or... Oh, oh my, that... There I am now. I look so young. It's. I look great. I look wonderful. The bow tie suits me. It's, my goodness. That's right. That's you. Oh, <laughs> apparently, past you doesn't care for tractor fixing quite as much as you do. Well, you know. I mean, Frank and I have always disagreed. You know? Always, really, always. I mean, Will, it goes back very far, all the way to. Oh my, that's right. All the way to this night. What's that you're doing over there? Ah, Will. I mean, as you can see, the, there's there's food. It, the lobby served as the green room for our recording as we all know, and um, that food there is sitting on the table, and so I came in, and um, I saw the food there, and the the crackers and the caviar, and I I thought it was for a sort of holiday celebration, so I I opened it and I started eating it. um, Let me just get this straight. You assumed that a jar of quite expensive caviar was just sitting on the table for anyone to to, to tap into. It's not that unreasonable, is it? I mean... In my in my home, caviar is you know very common. I I have it you know just for some snacks sometimes you know. So I thought yeah, Jordan might have bought some. You no, know, sounds like a show. You know. Good show, everybody. Good show. That was really good job. Thank you, Lynn. Well done, Devon. Very good, very good. That was really great, everybody. Uh, with Rory. Oh, yes, yes. Good show, Frank. Well done, well done. Well done. What are you doing? I was complimenting you, good show, I I said good show. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what is that you are putting in your mouth, what, okay, right now, now, now. I'm I'm having some of the caviar, what's the problem? That's my caviar, you can't just eat someone's caviar. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's yours? I mean, it's right here in public. I figured, you know, I could just have have a little. No, no, it's mine. It is part of our negotiation that every year, once a year for Christmas, I get a bottle of caviar. It's more of a job. Really. It doesn't matter. I'm supposed to get... It's my Christmas bonus for doing this show. I get the caviar and you've eaten more than half of it. Who eats more than half of someone else's? Even if it was open to the public, who eats more than half on their own before anybody else even gets there? Well, I mean, it's very good, so... I, I just... I, I mean, it's very hard to resist eating the problem. All right, that's it. I am talking to Jordan. I am getting you thrown off of this show. This is ridiculous to you. you. You are not, you can't just steal the, uh, someone's, someone's very expensive food. Well, that one should not leave one's very expensive food out in public. And I don't think Jordan's going to be kicking anyone off the show. If anything, he could kick you off the show because you're the one who stole his job on tractor Fiction. Because I'm better at it than him. Look, Jordan has conceded that I am better at tractor Fiction than he was. So that's why I'm still on the show. This is ridiculous. You can't just take things from people. Oh, you can't just take things from people. Look, look, what are you going to do? Look, I'll scoop a little more onto another cracker. Oh, who's going to stop me? Oh, you, you, goddamn. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank punch me in the face, then I will call campus security and get you banned from the radio station. You wouldn't. Just try me, Frank. Well, then I'll report you for taking my caviar. You mean the caviar that was left completely unwatched sitting on a table amongst other communal foods? Well, that's where I unwrapped it. Yes, we'll see what kind of case that makes. You are... You are... You know what? You're a piece of garbage. You're a con man, piece of garbage who's scamming Jordan and, and friends out of work. I don't know what hey I don't guys, know why uh, you're Secret Hayes on in just a second. We got to get on there. All right. Thank you, Jordan. I don't know. I don't know why Jordan puts up with you. You are a piece of garbage. I hate you. Oh, you hate me. Well, that really stings. Someone who who thinks they're going to be a radio host someday. That's very unlikely, my friend. That is very unlikely. I see a world in the future where you are working at a supermarket for many many years. That's what I see. In another world, and you know what? Possibly in this world too. Uh, that's you know, you are off. Oh, God damn it. Oh, the sad little host is going to cry. The sad little host is going to cry. Oh, I'm going to be working in the supermarket. I, I don't know. I don't know where you get off. I don't know where you get off, my friend. With uh, no friends. Oh, uh, that's for sure. That is for sure. You know what? You could. Oh. <laughs> Merry Christmas, all right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, more we'll caveat then. Wow, Rory, wow. Wait, that's not my fault. How is that not your fault? You stole his Hmm. caviar and then rubbed it in his face and then said mean things to him. How how in any way could that possibly be anything but you being completely 100% at fault and just crapping all over someone for, for your own enjoyment? Uh, well, okay, yes, when you put it that way, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Decker and yes. Hayes. But in my defense, episode I will nine. say, in my defense, oh, um, I do think De- that, Oh, sh- sh- I, like I like this one, I like this one a lot. What? This episode of Decker and Hayes, this is a really good one. This is a really good episode. I remember it being really cool. Well, but you own oh, it, you have a, it, you could listen to it whenever you want. I'm not Jordan, L- L- just, not. Sh- sh-
1: quiet
2: down up, and let's listen to this. Alright. They usually share a side. Stella uh, Decker, half of what used to be the city's best PI firm, Decker and Hayes. Death seemed to be getting in love's way at every turn, Uh. and she and Macy A's had been hired by Tess Nichols to investigate her husband Jack's death outside the Blue Diner. She'd figured it was just a quick buck. She'd not expected that Macy would shoot Tess while she was attempting to slip her tongue in Stella's mouth and a knife in Stella's ribs. She hadn't guessed Macy would leave her cold during the biggest snowstorm of the year and go on to shoot Jack Nichols dead again. On top of all that, there was the whole issue of the blue diner itself. Why did someone keep smashing all of its blue plates? Who had killed its owner, Stickler? Was it Tony Cross, who'd shot him only the day before? Stella was doing her best to answer these questions without her former partner, but with the help of Tommy Potsdam, her secretary, and Julian McGinnis, a rival PI who'd been hired by the late diner owner. Stella jumped into McGinnis's car, and even with three feet of snow having fallen, and Parlortown having subpar plowing capabilities, she drove well over the speed limit, occasionally skidding into a mailbox or street sign that did little to hold back the vehicle. She parked half on the sidewalk in front of Wexler and Cross's offices. She strode through reception without breaking her stride, gun in hand.
6: Dr. Crosses! Shut up! I'm calling the police! Please!
2: Stella kicked open the door to Crosses' office to find the man sitting at his desk, looking like the dog that ate the cat that ate the canary. Once he realized who had barged into his domain, his expression became a little more shocked.
7: Why, hello, Miss Stella (laughs) Decker! I'm a
0: you Jordan, are Jordan,
7: Because I know things. I'm smart. Why is it that you are coming into my
6: store cross? Your little girlie is dead and I'm not. Surprise! Now you're going to tell me. What the hell is going on?
7: Oh, you want me to explain things? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think that I can explain anything to you because I don't know nothing. Let me get the ball rolling, then. You used to have connections with
6: Stickler Mm -hmm. back when he was a financial advisor. Conveniently enough, at the same time that Wexler and Cross went from a twinkle in your eye to a multi-million dollar firm, Stickler retires and starts up a (laughs) diner, which, according to its financial (laughs) records, feeds about
7: $2,500. People a day. Ring any bells? Uh, I think I might remember a little bit (laughs) about what you're talking about. Um, do you want to tell me some more?
6: Around the time your partner's son in law was killed, for the first time anyway, he started ordering plates for the Blue Diner, and someone starts breaking them on a weekly basis. That sucks, but he was breaking the plates, but uh, I don't know why you're telling it to me because. I told you earlier, you shot Stickler. He told me so himself. Before your girly killed him. The way I figure, you must have caught wind of whatever was going on at the blue right under the nose of that money you were slipping,
7: Stickler. So, what was it? Drugs? Gems? (laughs) Really? You think that it was about gems? (laughs) It wasn't. Uh, I could tell you the real thing. If you want to hear it, uh, but, hmm, as it is right now, you pretty much don't know anything. You got everything you said is completely wrong, and you don't know nothing about nothing. So, how about you fill me in? Okay, um, here's the true story. Uh, once upon a the time, there was a guy named Rory Singen, okay? What? And he was so mean, and he was so selfish, and he was so greedy all the time that he was like a big goose and nobody liked him and uh he got in fights with people and so once upon a time like I said, free ghosts came and were like, we're gonna tell you we're gonna show you the arrow of your ways, did you know about that? But Rory was so dumb he didn't even know that he was listening to a ghost on the radio. What?
0: Wait, so you're the next ghost, Scapey? No,
7: no, I'm not sure... <laughs> Did you ever see the Jordan ghost at all? He was ghost of Christmas past. I am ghost of Christmas presents. The ghosts of Christmas present? No, the ghosts of Christmas presents. Like what kind of presents people get for Christmas? Wait,
0: so then, why am I still in the past at the radio station? You're not. Oh, how did we? Is this, is this the, the present? No, I didn't get you a present.
7: This is now, though. And we are now in Jordan's apartment for today, for, for this Christmas.
0: Well, where, where is everyone?
7: They're coming. Just relax. You see, they've got a Christmas tree because they are happy and they like Christmas.
0: Yes, but you don't like Christmas. You hate Christmas.
7: Not this Christmas because my dad is going to be home. Just watch. Just watch. You see. Here, here comes dad. Here comes dad. Skippy, are you in here, Skippy? Oh,
0: hey, Scapey, come on. We got to get working on the podcast. people are going to come over, we're going to record the podcast soon.
7: Okay, Dad, okay. I'll be right. I'll come right
0: now to you. Okay, I thought you were the ghost. I, how can he see and hear you? Oh,
7: because I'm also Scapey. Remember when I said I was Scapey? So, Dad, this is a story. This is a story about Christmas presents, I'm going to be Scapey. What? D- don't, Dad, don't worry about it. Just hold on a sec, Dad. Willie, really, just watch. You were seeing about people who write Christmas, and you're not one of them okay, go ahead.
0: okay. Uh, that was weird um, okay so we're gonna record this podcast today uh I wanted to I wanted to have you do some of the letters so I'm gonna read you some of the letters and then you have to memorize them so you can read them like you like you promised okay uh, let's see let's see here's one Um you're gonna read this one to Frank. Dear Frank, just wanted to let you know that my brother can't come to a keyboard, but Andy is glad you enjoyed the cupcakes and frozen pizzas, and everything is going according to plan. Happy holidays, and please enjoy as much goose, ham, turkey, pie, cake, or whatever holiday food you like best as you can. Ted, the hookworm. Okay, I got it. Wait, you, you got it. You, you've memorized already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, show me. Oh,
7: uh, you know, Frank, we got uh, Andy did the thing with cupcakes. Good, good, good. <laughs>
0: See, the, the point of this letter is it's a very nice and pleasant holiday wish. You know, people, people who are, are wishing a happy holidays want Frank Allen to enjoy their holiday, want him to, you know, enjoy lo- lots of wonderful food and friends and family. Presumably, that's what Christmas is all about, Skate. I know, Dad, I know. You know? Yeah. But you usually hate Christmas.
7: Well, Dad, that is because usually I don't have you with me on Christmas, or Mom. Usually, that means that I'm sad and lonely. I just am with Boo Bear, and Boo Bear sucks. So, I don't have the Christmas that I want. But Christmas is the time I have learned to spend with your family, are you listening, Rory? And people that you care about, and spreading joy to them, do you understand? Joy, not being kind of a douche or not being a**hole for a watch. that's why you guys should be nice to people right dad
0: uh yeah I don't know why you're saying it with an attitude at me i
7: just dad just that's what it's about though right
0: <laughs> yes Oh, we just got a new email in. Let's see what it says. Um, dear Rory Sinjon, I am only right to say from all refugee here or those of us that survive anyway. Screw you and go to hell. We came here with nothing to escape tyranny of home country and learn your wit wisdom. You were only shh. Chan of friendship and life in a New Land, and you leaf us without home to starve and now send message of hate. This will be last message, but you convince us you are bitter man who fully deserve same misery, fear, starvation, hopelessness, and cold that you leafed to us. Screw you, Roy Sin John, horrible, worthless, greedy man, damp you to hell forever, Endrit Fishta. Okay, well, I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna read this one because this one is not holiday joy. We wanted holiday joy joy so don't worry about that one Scott.
7: i won't i won't i'll tell you what dad i won't worry about that because that one was about rory spreading hate Instead of joy at Christmas. And that is a thing that I do not enjoy him doing. I would like him to be good and happy to everyone.
0: Uh, okay. I'm glad you really got into this Christmas thing.
7: Yes, and I didn't even get visited by free ghosts.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here's another letter for you to memorize. Okay. Dear ensembles, that means all of you in French. Okay. Uh, Jordan, welcome back. I hope your Starship Troopers-esque battle against the bugs goes well. Frank, I missed your advice last week, which isn't to say that Scapy's episode of Guard Duty wasn't plagiaristically delightful. I'm sorry Jordan will likely not allow you the chance, Scapy, to insert yourself into other classic waxwork shows, or perhaps into classic events in history in the manner of Forrest Gump. Rory, I'm sorry our assistance with Dr. Holly Wonderbar backfired. The board and I have been hard at work brainstorming ways to improve your situation. Don't despair. Can we solve your problem? Does a bear in the woods? And if so, What other worlds has it discovered? Our Queen's restaurant will be open by the time you read this. If you haven't already, you should go check it out. Frank and Jordan, too. Maybe you could bring the mics and record your take on it. Plug it a bit on the podcast. I've told them, of course, you're entitled to free meals. Also, Lena said her date with you was interesting. Not sure how she meant that. Sincerely, Bailiff Quimby, president and co-founder of the June Tea Cheeseburger Institute. I just love my June Tea Cheeseburger. Paul McCartney, PETA's 1920 Sexiest Vegetarian of the Year. Okay, got it, got it. You got it. You memorized the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, here's another one for you to memorize, uh, Dear Rory, I enjoyed our date, and I hope we can go dancing again soon, plus you look so cute in that bow tie, and your English accent is sexy and manly, like Stephen Fry, Rupert Everett, Freddie Mercury, or Oscar Wilde. I hope I'm not out of line with a couple of suggestions. Maybe next time don't spend quite so much time pining for your ex, and perhaps you could shower after work before our date. Thanks, sweetie. See you soon, love, Lena. I am, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't read that one.
7: That one's a good one. No, that was not a good one, Rory. What? I mean, Dad. That's not a good one, Dad. You shouldn't read that one. She
0: said it was a nice date. But it
7: didn't have anything to do with Christmas. So, Dad, why should we do it on Christmas episode?
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. All right, let's 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 forget that, that one. That one was really nice to me. It
7: didn't make you look as good as you thought. What? Just read the next one.
0: Okay. Uh, dear Cast, Jesus here, Head Honcho, Big Cheese, Alphabets and Omega Man. Thought I'd check in it being my birthday and all, and it's so rare that I get cards. Anyhow. Happy birthday to me, and peace on earth, and goodwill to all, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. You'll be happy to know that 2012 is not and was never going to be the end times, despite what those wacky Mayans might have thought, or when they might have arbitrarily decided to stop writing their calendar. I'll be honest. The last time I came down to Earth, it didn't end so well for me. As for coming back, I'm not exactly skipping and whistling the whole way. Maybe once I can play the piano again. In the meanwhile, here's a letter to the podcast in lieu of a fireside chat. One clarification that you might have missed, and it will be especially relevant given the results of the most recent votes. The whole thing about when a man lays with another man, he should be stoned, That was not referring to throwing stones at him. It was referring to his getting stoned. And now there are at least a few states who are figuring this out. I assume the rest of y'all will catch up. Also, smart money is on the Red Sox in 2013. You know, only the truly faithful were still with them after 86 years. And when they do lose, it's just a test of that faith. Alright, I'll sign off now, hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, getting presents for everyone, except for me, pout, me bless us, everyone, Jesus Christ, God, creator, all-powerful, etc., etc., and honorary Green Lantern, P.S., Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey.
7: Baba Booey, Baba Booey, got
0: it. You know, Escape, I have trouble believing that you've actually memorized these letters.
7: That is fine, people will hear them, don't worry about it. Point is, that even Jesus could write in and say, Merry Christmas, because he is nice and good, and he spreads love on Christmas, you know? And that's what everybody should do. Don't think that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I I do. I do. And here we are on Christmas Eve, getting ready to record a podcast. You know, it, it's good. We're you know what? We're gonna yeah, we're gonna have this Christmas Eve be really nice. I I'm going to I'm going to invite Frank and Rory to stay for dinner. We'll make a really nice chicken. What do you think? You can have some. Obviously, Devin will be here because she lives here with us, and we'll have a really nice, you know, Christmas Eve holiday holiday celebration. How does that sound?
7: That sounds really nice. Doesn't it?
0: Well, yes it does actually. I think I could use that. Uh yes, it, it does. It was my idea. That so yes, it does. Good, good. Oh, oh hey, uh, Mama's homescaping. Mama.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, Dev. Uh how are you doing? How's work? Fine. Good, good. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, hey, I so I had an idea. Um, why don't I figured it's Christmas Eve. Let's yeah. Let's like do a thing where we uh you know, like have dinner, like a Christmas Eve dinner. Like it'll be nice. It'll like celebrate. Well, all right. Especially if you are cooking. Well, yeah, I'll cook. Uh, but I've we can call up because we're gonna record the podcast in a little bit. I figure that w- that w- Frank and Rory can just stay for dinner and they can have a nice dinner with us and we'll all um, sp- holiday cheer and stuff. You know. No. No. What? Why?
8: I mean, Frank can stay, but uh, Rory's got to go. What? Why? Because he's a douchebag.
0: Well, I mean, yeah.
8: Yes, he's a total tool. He's not staying in this house any longer than he absolutely has to for the podcast. I mean, we've talked about this, Jordan.
1: We've
7: I... talked about this. That's We agreed to it.
0: I know, but it's Christmas. So? Yeah, I guess. All right, well, I mean, I, but... I... I don't know if we can invite Frank. Well I guess it'll just be us then. Okay. All right. And Scape. Oh yeah, Scott I mean Scape and Boo, of course.
7: So you see, Rory, that's why you shouldn't oh, be ahead. such a deuce all the time, well, because nobody likes you. They don't want to spread Christmas yes, okay. joy with you. Well,
0: I mean, that's not what? my fault. I, I thought I
7: was... Well, no, that's too bad. Come on, we've more stuff to see in the sure? Christmas present. That, uh,
0: all right, fine. Uh, where are we going? To see
7: Frank oh, Allen. Let's go. Here we are.
0: Oh, uh, you know, this is Frank's home. It's so small.
7: <laughs> yeah, Frank has a really tiny house. What are you going to do about it? Well,
0: I mean, there's nothing I, there's nothing I can do about it. What's he doing? He's doing a real show, duh. Well, see, look, I'm not the only one who's alone on Christmas, Frank Allen, all by himself. Yeah, but he loves ro- Christmas. Oh. Listen. Okay, uh, we're back here on the Frank Allen Christmas Spectacular. Thank you all for listening. This is such a wonderful Christmas uh, season, and uh, we, we always feel good around the holidays. It is a great time to share love with those that you know and that you care about. And it's just a great time to feel the love of the world and feel close he's to He's doing, He's doing a uh, fake show into an old cassette so, recorder. Yeah, thank but for he listening. loves it. He's such good a
7: about it. He's spreading joy. No one's going to hear it. That's not true. No, we're not here.
0: Only for you on these holidays. Uh, If you're listening to this Hank Fallon after the fact, Merry Christmas, Hank. And I really appreciate you listening to my stuff. Uh, And anybody else, anybody else who hears this, uh, Merry Christmas. I know that uh, whether I know you or not, I hope that you have a good one. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I have a special treat for you all today. I have a special holiday themed episode of Frank Advice that I'm going to premiere here on my show uh, instead of Casting Wax. So uh, hopefully you all enjoy this. Uh, It is a very special episode. Of frank advice. Oh, you see that? You see that? So that's him being selfish because he's playing this thing on his show instead of on our show first. It's supposed to be something for our show, and he's stealing it for himself. You just said nobody's going to hear this show. Well, yeah, yes, but in his heart, in his heart, that's still like like cheating
9: us.
7: <sighs> that's not true. That's not true. Whatever. Just let's listen to the show. Uh, do we have to? Just come on.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to a holiday edition of Frank Advice. My name is Frank Allen, and I have a very special guest with me, a uh, very prominent figure in the uh, the world of extra history, probably the most prominent figure in the field of extra history that I've ever uh, interacted with. We, oui, uh, oui. Mr. Uh, Jean Baptiste Saint Is that your? Oh, well, actually, oui. you have a you have a longer name than that, don't you? Uh,
10: Carl Michael Jean Baptiste Saint uh, is my full name. Uh, I am, as you say, very special. Uh, I am the uh, commissioner. The uh, now, uh, I'm pleased to announce on this program, I am the UN Commissioner on Extra History as well as the uh, European union minister for extra history. So Ooh. I think it is fair to say I'm the world leading expert um, on extra history and the, the field of study around it. That, that, I think that is fair to say. Do you prefer to be called
0: Jean-Baptiste or do you prefer to be called Carmichael?
10: Uh, Jean-Baptiste, this sounds more French, so I prefer that. Okay, absolutely.
0: Let's see. So now, Jean-Baptiste, I'm sure you've heard the show before, but um, the, the, what we do here is we answer people's questions uh, and we do our best to give them frank advice. Uh,
10: yes, I, I think that's very suitable for extra history. That's what we do in the field often, so I, I think it's good. it's good that you decided finally to have extra history on the program.
0: Oh, you use extra history to give advice? I'd always been told it wasn't for advice.
10: Oh, well, yes, it's good for uh, for advice. For for almost anything, extra history is great. If, I mean, there are some people who are more limited in their use. They're not fully explored everything they can do with extra history. Maybe they don't know yet how to use it for advice, but I'm, as I said, I'm an expert, so I think, uh, you know, if someone says they're an expert, they should know all the ways, the uses, the field of Extra history.
0: Sounds good to me. Now, uh, because it's a holiday episode, holiday themed episode, I was thinking we would do uh, some Christmas advice, uh, things to do with Christmas and the Christmas season, uh, rather than the, the normal uh, uh, kind of salacious
10: advice. Oh, absolutely, Funk! I think that's a, a fabulous idea. Oh, so
0: let's see. Uh, let's see what we've got in our Christmas section. Uh, is it weird to get condoms for your boyfriend for Christmas? I'm getting him a jacket and a few other things, but is it weird to get condoms to put in his stocking? We've already had sex, but I just don't know if he'd think it was weird or anything.
10: Well, no, it's, uh, it's not weird at all. Uh, um, you know, I'll show you uh, this. I mean, that's the simple answer is no, it's not weird. Um, but, uh, you know, I can do a weeding here. Uh, for instance, there is uh, there was another world, and this is what we see with uh, extra history. I'm not sure if you're familiar, or well, if you're familiar with correct or pure extra history, there is uh, another world where you give the condoms to the, the boy for, for Christmas. He sees them, and he says, ah, well, this girl, she wants to have sex. And uh, you have, uh, well, that's what you use a condom for. And you have yeah. furious sex. sex. Yes, So, I mean, you could ha- have another use uh, that actually. Balloon. E- a water balloon. There is a world where that's the only use. That's a terrible world. Well, although in that world, uh, you everyone has sex without condom. All the time, so it's not that terrible world. But it's also full of water balloons, it's a very messy world. But in, in this world I'm talking about, you 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 give him the, the condoms, and he, he has sex with you all the time. You get to have lots of crazy sex as much as you want. This mm-hmm. is why I, I suggest everybody out there um, the world I'm thinking of now. There's a wonderful world where uh, uh, you all uh, give condoms to everybody. You know, if if anybody appreciates this program, uh, you you call me up is a it was sort of like a code if you say to to someone if like for instance me if you are an attractive woman if you said that to me here uh, jean-baptiste i'm giving you condoms i would think well that's not just some a nice gift but you probably want to have sex so i i would suggest anyone out there who's an attractive woman listening on the radio now to attractive man give give that person some condoms if you don't want to just say jean-baptiste let's go have sex you know that's a little blunt but you, you give the condoms that will be sort of tacit I'll know what you're getting and then we will you know have lots of sex
0: I couldn't agree more uh, I mean that's wow that's pretty that's pretty right on uh, basically if you give him condoms it's a it's a signal for sex uh, and I think that you want to be having sex if I'm wrong then don't tell me. I, I don't want to be wrong
10: no you're very right you're thank very you.
0: right thank you uh so basically Christmas condoms I would say well here's the only problem with this answer jean Baptiste is that I'm looking through the Christmas section of of, of Yahoo answers and most of the questions are, what should I get for my boyfriend and what should I get for my girlfriend? And I think we just answered it for all
10: of them. Well, that's one good idea. I mean, let's say you have a a, a relationship where you've known this person for a long time or let's say you have a good relationship already. You have such a good relationship, you have sort of infinite supply of condoms uh-huh. and you're already uh, exchanging condoms, you're already uh, having sex all the time. Condoms, Christmas is like, oh well, look, some more condoms. I have enough condoms to have sex forever already. And that's so, so powerful superfluous gift. So there are other ideas For instance There's a world where She doesn't get him condoms She gets him a, a Free One lesson gift certificate To uh, The uh, Unofficial United Nations Certified Extra history Class uh-huh. And uh, There's you know, a class There was a class Yes so The UN puts to, on a class It's unofficial So I am okay. You know I am the uh, Commissioner With the UN And I am putting on the class um, So it's sort of The UN puts on the class And uh I have to mention that, but it's basically the UN puts on the class. Okay, and uh, you know, you you get him that he goes, and he'll be hooked. He'll love it so much, he'll keep coming back, and uh, he won't even mind paying for the extra classes. He'll love it so much, uh, and it'll be a it, it, it'll be a new extra historian the world will have, and he'll have a fulfilling thing in his life. You know, almost as fulfilling as the love that you have brought you, and he'll be so in love with you because you gave him this extra history that uh, he will he will want to marry you, and he'll be. The best husband you could possibly imagine So uh, that's another great possibility Other than the condoms I think, you know, I would say in, in your situation Just, you know, weighing the other wells That there are, you know, I see several out there uh, You probably want to uh, to give uh, me the condoms If you already bought them You probably did, you know Or you could go out there, not that expensive You can give me the condoms And give him the gift certificate
0: So, wait, I'm sorry You're going to Is this because you want to have sex with her boyfriend? No,
10: no I don't want to have sex with her boyfriend okay
0: I was a little confused. No,
10: there. I mean, she gives me the condoms. That's like a signal from her to me. It's nothing to do with the boyfriend. And then, you know, for the boyfriend, she gets a very nice gift, uh, which is the, the extra history gift certificate.
0: But during your class, you're going to be with the boyfriend, not with her. You can't. She, she, you're, you're giving the class.
10: I, I, you know, no, I don't personally give Oh, you don't? No, I'm very important. Oh,
0: okay. So you'll be with... With her, her. yes. Right, okay. You think they'll still be boyfriend and girlfriend?
10: Well, there are many worlds out there. There is a world where they're not, because, you know, other circumstances, like a murder or something exciting. A murder? Whoa, who's murdering who here? I don't... This is very confusing. There is a world where she doesn't get him the gift certificate, and instead, he goes out to his job, and he gets murdered on the way. Okay. But there is a world where they are both swingers, and they They stay together. And that's the happiest world that I can see in my weeping.
0: All right. Well, that's a, po- a possible thing. Actually, I have another question here, which is kind of relevant to uh, to what we're talking about.
10: Oh, um, yes. Let's see all this. Yes.
0: Which is, um, is Christmas a time for sex indulgence as well? Uh, shop displays have Christmas-themed red underwear and white fur and black stockings every Christmas. The women's department of one of the main stores had a Santa baby playing uh, repetitively in the background, and the shop dummies were wearing Christmas-themed underwear. Why? I thought we had sex throughout the year, not just at Christmas. What does sex have to do with Christmas?
10: Well, Christmas... Uh- Uh, This is a sort of historical question, but uh, Christmas, as you know, you think of holidays. What do you think of the the holiday of giving is Christmas? Um, So what is the time to give yourself up to another person? Is to have sex so you know I think that uh, in Christmas is the time when you show yourself as most willing to be giving if you have virginity you show okay I'm willing to give this virginity and that's what I appreciate especially in uh, in my uh, extra history uh, uh, with, oh, that I try to have the Christmas spirit if someone shows up with the Christmas spirit of giving uh, and you know gives their virginity uh, I that's a discount
0: I, I'm a little confused. Uh, so you're saying if you are a virgin, you should give your virginity for Christmas.
10: Oh, yes. That's, uh, Everyone. You know, I can't think of anyone. That's a bad idea. How about I
0: mean. a, a one year
10: old? If you are a child, I would say, uh, it's your time to get gifts on Christmas. You know, it's not your time to give. gifts. So you should be taking
0: people's money. virginity as a one year
10: old. Uh, frog guys I, I think you have uh, backed me into a car now right as a one-year-old you're probably' uh, not not e- equipped correctly it's uh... there is a world where that's legal and there is a world uh, where you you grow to sexual maturity after several weeks but uh, in this world I say it's not uh, uh, the best idea because uh, you know my philosophy is always you know avoid this the law if possible uh, avoid being caught for whatever you do um so if that's the sort of thing you're into I mean it doesn't interest me but if that's the sort of thing you like just try to avoid the cops uh, oh wow
0: now okay i i mean i'm gonna go out on a limb and uh disagree with you on that i think if you are if you want to have sex with one-year-olds you should not avoid the cops you should get caught by the cops
10: okay that's the probably the the thing that is best for for society uh i was giving personal advice to the the pedophile
0: yeah i'm my advice to the pedophile is uh, get caught.
10: That's probably what is best for the world at large and the children is probably, yeah. It depends who you are advising, who you, are, whose interest you have at art. You know, if if you want to have the, the, the children be safe, you probably want them to get caught. There is a world where there are no pedophiles at all because they've all been brutally murdered. And then, sure, that the children are really happy. Okay.
0: Uh, no, Jean Baptiste, do you have any uh, questions you want to bring up for us?
10: Oh, let's see. I have just been looking through uh, Yahoo Answers and, uh, it was in Another one, uh, this is the first that came up. What should I do about the Asian gang ruining Christmas? Uh, There's this Asian gang in my neighborhood. They are vandalizing everyone's house who has Christmas decorations. Being a good Catholic family woman, I didn't take any action when they cut down this spruce tree in my front lawn and set my dog on fire. What What should I do about these wrongdoers? I don't want them to ruin Christmas for everyone. Uh, They set your dog on fire? That's... That's terrible. Well... Yeah, that's r-
0: incredibly terrible. I mean, okay. Does it say why they don't call the police?
10: Uh, no, it doesn't say why they don't call the police. And probably they are involved in some sort of profitable activities they don't want the police to know about. Um, that's why I would not call the police if it were me. Here is here is what I would say. You say you are a family woman, right? Um, and you don't want this to ruin Christmas for your family. Okay. And clearly, you don't want to call the, the police on these uh, these agents. Uh, and they sound like they're fairly powerful in the neighborhood. They they uh, set your dog on fire and no one has stopped them. Uh, so I would like uh, to say that there is a world, and it is this world, where I am personally offering you a place to stay. What? Uh, yes, I am saying you can get out of this neighborhood with the Asians in it. And I am offering you a place to stay at my, um, at my house. And uh, yes, there is a world where you accept, and it is wonderful. It's a wonderful Christmas. We say very powerful diplomat and uh, academic and uh, a very very handsome man.
0: Well, but with her whole family.
10: Well, she didn't say how large her family is. You know, uh, my uh, my American home is fairly small. I only have room for, for her. But uh, but then, that, then
0: it doesn't help her not ruin Christmas for her whole family.
10: Well, I, you know, I, I'm already making a very generous offer. Uh, I, You know, I, I I can't help the size of my house. She is the one that wrote the
0: question. Okay, but I, well, why don't you stay somewhere else and let her and her husband and her child stay at your place?
10: Well, I don't want, where, where else will I stay? I don't want to stay where the, the Asian gang is. I, you know, I want to show her what a wonderful Christmas is, and I think that I can really show her that if I am home with her, and I, I, will, I would definitely show her some Christmas joy. But
0: meanwhile, her children and husband are getting tortured by Asians.
10: Well, does that matter to her? If it does, fine, she can stay and get tortured with them. Oh, I mean, it, it, there is one fewer person getting tortured Are by Are you Asian. threatening her? No, 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 I am offering her a wonderful Christmas. I'm saying there is, there is one fewer person that will be tortured by Asians if she comes stay with me. Well, I I mean, I can't speak for this
0: woman literally, but I will tell you, if I was this woman, I would say, take my child and give my child the wonderful Christmas.
10: I have told her I am not interested in, she uh, you know, I, there are some people who that floats their boat and I, try, I you know, I say live and let live. No, me. We're not
0: talking about pedophiles now, are we? I
10: mean, you brought, you bought it up. No, she I'm saying just don't, I didn't say
0: sleep with the kid. I said give him a good Christmas. It's a boy, by the way.
10: All right. I, what am I going to do with a child on on Christmas uh, that I could not do more with a say beautiful woman on christmas like this this writer sounds very beautiful you've never even seen her i know she sounds she sounds that way i mean perhaps she is not you know we, we and then, we then what happens our, we take our chances i mean you know you know i i already made the offer she was the place to stay
0: I, well i i mean i can't say i advise it i would say uh listen if you uh if you are unable to go to the police for the reasons that uh, John Baptiste implied then I would say uh, spend some of your ill-gotten gains to move out move out of this neighborhood if you if that's not the case call the police I mean that seems like the sensible you you seem to know who did it set your dog on fire and all that uh, I hope your dog's okay but I know.
10: I hope, I hope there, there is a world where the dog is okay. Uh, there is also a world where uh, the dog is uh, very sad for you and, and dies of sadness if you don't have a happy Christmas. So uh, you want to avoid that. You perhaps should go uh, go with me. What? I, it sounds like you're threatening. her That is not a threat. That's a reading of the alternate uh, world. You know, I'm an expert on extra history. I know this. Well, that
0: means in that alternate world, there's the dog's going to be sad no matter what. In
10: that alternate world, yes. But you want to avoid uh, that world being this well.
0: So if the dog's dead, don't bother. If the
10: dog is dead, you want something to chill you up. Hey, you want someone who could maybe even uh, get you a new dog. I'm not saying, I'm only saying. Uh, well, here here's a
0: here's a slightly related question all right, all right, to that one. Uh, um, how can I ruin Christmas for my neighbors? Uh, seriously, they took a huge steaming dump all over my yard. Well, not really, but their wreaths are made of freaking <laughs> scotch broom, and they know I'm allergic to it. Not only that, but just yesterday, I caught some of them having sex in my hot tub. I had to drain it and clean it. Is there anything I can legally do to make their lives hell tomorrow?
10: Certainly, certainly. There is always a way to make someone's life hell. Um, The first, the first thing you can do, because they are your neighbor, well, I mean, first of all, you can burn down their house. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you do it uh, if you do it secretly enough, you won't get caught. There is a world where you do that, and uh, the fire department uh, doesn't show up in time, and they die, they're not around, and you have that, a wonderful Christmas. That weekend. sounds illegal. It's very illegal. Now, there are all sorts of other worlds or other things you do. So what I would recommend is, uh, you know, this is a very complicated question, and they probably don't want to go with the burning down the house, because you might get
0: that's not, yeah, illegal. They said so, not illegal. So,
10: uh, what I would say is uh, if you take some extra history lessons, you can learn all, these, all the possibilities. And then you decide which one you like the best for you. Uh, for instance, there is a world where you uh, you try to uh, poison them. Uh, that's illegal, and, too. Oh, uh, yes, that's illegal, too. Well, I'll tell you, uh, there are most ways to intentionally make someone's life hell. I've been made illegal because, uh, that is, uh, that is the sort of laws they make, you know, these laws to prevent people from intentionally ruining each other's lives.
0: Well, yeah, that, that's, that is the. Crux of this question, which they are trying to get around the laws by saying, "What can I do legally to uh, uh, make their lives miserable, even though I don't want to be doing something illegal?" So the point is, the point is, what can we do? I mean, and there are things you can do. For example, depending on how committed you are. Basically, well,
10: I would say uh, one thing you could do is uh, you could rent out their house. No, that's not that's not legal. Well, you, it's not legal if you actually do it, but if you that's put up the- a a note on the internet and something like that and say, "Oh, there." Is an house for rent at this address? Uh, just show up and knock on the door, and uh, the rent is uh, one hundred dollars a month.
0: Oh, I see. I see. I see. Uh, a fa- now, that's not. That's not illegal. That's not like fraud or something.
10: I, you know, I haven't uh, heard of a law against that. Okay. oh uh, no. I, I rent out houses all the time, uh, and uh, sort of uh, ask questions later. Wait, I'm sorry. You uh, do this all the time? I I, I don't with not when there's. People living in them, I don't do it when there's living in the house. But uh, you know, I uh, if there's an house that I have access to, well, you know, I don't question too much if it's totally mine or whatever like that. So, you know, you have to, you have to. If you have an house, you can rent out. You, you, you. It's it's really helping to fight homelessness.
0: Uh okay, all right. I guess. Uh, well, I was thinking more along the lines of things that, I mean, again, it, it's things that take a lot of commitment and, and effort on your part. But if you really believe in this, then it should be something you could do. Like you could spend all of Christmas singing the same Christmas song over and over again as loud as possible in earshot of them. Um,
10: that's that's pretty irritating. That's possibly noise pollution And. I don't know what sort of neighborhood you have that has rules about that.
0: But that's why, see, to be honest with you, that's why I said singing it rather than playing it in your stereo. Because I figure singing, like, if you're playing it on your stereo really loud, they can be like, oh, you got to turn it down. But if you're just singing, it's just your voice, man. You know, that's, I feel like people can't tell you no longer use your voice. Oh,
10: right? uh, That's true. That's true. That's probably uh, possibly a good idea as well, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say so any of those ideas, there is a world where they get really irritated when you sing. There is a world where you rent out their house. Any of those are good. Awesome. you know you know that old trick where you
0: buy uh, you order a pizza and it goes to their house?
10: Yes. You could do know that. that
0: no the thing is I think nowadays they wouldn't do that unless you paid for the pizza ahead of time but if you pay for the pizza ahead of time you could do that and you could order like the grossest pizza like find out what pizza they actually,
10: hate. Actually yes that's a great idea. Let me let me do a reading of that uh, actually uh, you know this is a sort of a cloudy reading uh, and I will tell you sometimes we have to do experiments in so history uh, but I think that would be a good idea. Here is what I would say we we, we research this. Uh, I would Say we'll test it on uh, on me. Uh, I would sell buy, uh, call up the pizza places in your area, and we could try uh, a, a control group. We try with pizza, we try with Chinese, and have it go to to my house. All right, and we'll see if it shows up. Um, and once you buy the pizza, you uh, I will I will tell you if it has showed up. And uh, if it does, then that uh, is an excellent way for this person to take revenge on their neighbor. I,
0: wait, I'm a little confused. What? what is, why are we? Te- why are we buying them? Why are we testing it? What's the test?
10: Well, if it doesn't work, you don't want to have him try it. Then I'm pretty confident it will work. Nice. If
0: you go, if you buy a pizza and pay for it and say deliver it to this place, I'm pretty sure they'll do it.
10: Oh no, they might say it's a prank or something like that. There's but I paid for it. Place. Well, they would say, yeah, you paid for it, but I don't want to participate in the prank. They would. Uh, it's know, a gift. And-
0: it's just that it's a gift. They won't like. I'm going to put well, anchovies on. That
10: is in the good world. There's a world where they do, they, it's bad. We'll have to test which way this world turns out. Do you
0: like anchovies?
10: I will. Yeah, I love anchovies.
0: Okay, well, that's not going to work. What do you dislike?
10: Oh, well, I I have to say I, I really ate uh, pepperoni. I, I can't stand it. It's very oily and spicy. I don't like it at all.
0: No? All right. No, so, I, so if I'm we back. order pepperoni pizzas. So like, if, if, like this is how the prank would work. If you're doing it on Jean-Baptiste, for example, you would uh, every hour on the hour call the pizza place, pay for a large pizza with pepperoni. He just... Keeps getting these pizzas and he's like, What another pizza? Who's sending these pizzas? And they're all pepperoni, so he can't eat them. He's sitting there going, Wow, uh, my house is full of pizza. That's pretty funny.
10: You know what? That's a that's right. I would say, Try that, uh, try that plank out on me. Uh, I promise I will not just uh, take off the pepperoni.
0: Well, you can't, it, it like the taste soaks in, like you said, they're oily. Oh,
10: they are pretty oily, uh, greasy, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I haven't uh, there is a world where a second hand pizza place would work but I'm not sure if that is this world. Uh,
0: Second-hand uh, pizza
10: place? Yeah, well, you you sort of... uh, Let's say, how how much is a new pizza? Maybe $10? I think more than that, but okay. uh, How much? Uh, $15, maybe? Sure, $15. Say, all right, uh, it's $15 if you want a new pizza. You go to the second-hand pizza place. This is a pizza that was very well-cooked by a local pizzeria, but uh, nobody bought it. Uh, So we are selling this for
0: $7. I, You know, that's... I don't... I've never heard of such a place. used food
10: well it's uh there is a wild. well that is the most popular business model in the country
0: all right well anyway um do you have another question or? well
10: let's see uh we should have uh, another question i'm just uh, now this is uh in the annika section which is as you know the uh, holiday celebrated by the Jews. uh it's the, the, the question jewess is the Jews. oh the jews yes i'm doing a french accent oh okay yes yeah. the way we say uh, jews jews the way we say that. Because it sounds more French if I say Jews. Or Jews. I guess Jews. Jews. Yeah. All right. That's what I'll say. Why do Jews get circumcised? And by the way, do they celebrate uh, Thanksgiving or Halloween? I already know they don't uh, celebrate uh, Easter or Christmas. Uh,
0: okay, well, not necessarily 100% Hanukkah related, but it, it's got a connection. Uh, to that, I will say, yes, you're right. They don't celebrate Easter or Christmas. Um, and uh, their religion does also forbid them to celebrate Thanksgiving or Halloween, because those are religious
10: holidays here in the United States.
0: So, uh, as you know, Halloween, uh, very Christian holiday has to do with uh, has his- to
10: do with uh, coming back from the dead well Jesus but did that Jesus, Jesus did do that yes uh, although I would say Halloween is uh, sort of become uh, secular I would say to the Jews as are listening uh, test out uh, Halloween and see if you are smote down by God there is a world uh, where it happens but I I would say based on the, the possibilities it's not likely to be this world I would say this we'll test out Halloween uh, and we don't have to wait to October uh, I would say you can try uh, bring uh, candy to my house and uh, no no That's not how Halloween
0: works. That's not how Halloween works. Halloween is they go to your house and you give them candy.
10: Well, I I know that, but I don't have candy uh, prepared, uh, so I would say uh, perhaps it's more uh, more suitable to is uh, is Jewish religion if you if you bring me candy uh, rather than uh, you know taking candy from other people because it might not be kosher. Uh,
0: it's weird because uh, I mean they have all these Christian holidays, but they seem to go out of order because in real life uh, when when Jesus died they had the they had the the Last Supper and then right after that they they took him and they killed him and then right after that he came back from the dead and and, all, right. and now that part has to do with easter right easter yes but then they but for some reason we celebrate the the spooky part of him coming back from the dead on halloween and we celebrate the last supper part at thanksgiving i don't i don't really get why they break it up like that
10: oh thanksgiving is actually uh is actually sort of uh, you you celebrate uh, indians you uh, uh, it's not a christian
0: holiday at all it's a it's a what sort of like a like a Like a Buddhist holiday? No, it's
10: not a religious holiday at all. It's an American holiday. It's just the United States, so sort of thing that we have here. No. Oh. You know, I. Uh, I it was, it was invest- the Last Supper. It's not the Last Supper? No, that's, uh, that's not another day. So why do we say all. grace? Well, you don't have to say grace. Oh. That's just something maybe your family did. All right, well, then I'm
0: not, I'm done with that.
10: Yeah. Well, here's what I would. You know, uh, have you ever had it, a real Thanksgiving party? Have I ever had a real one? Right, where you knew what the, the the meaning of the holiday was about. I thought it was for Jesus. No, it's about, uh, it's about uh, communication, uh, like we are doing now with the. And is about saying thank you, or merci, as they say in France. Uh, I would like to say, uh, right, or on Yahoo Answers, this man has never had a Thanksgiving. Uh, if you, uh, you know, I would say Gaza, and neither have uh, perhaps these Jews that you know that you are asking for them what holidays they can celebrate. It, it's a good thing you. You got us. I would say gather them around, get a turkey, get a, a stuffing, get a cranberry sauce and bring them all over here and uh, cook, uh, cook a, a Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, Frank and I will enjoy this together and I will tell him about the meaning of Thanksgiving. Um, I will. And
0: to answer your main question, um, why do Jews get circumcised? Everybody gets circumcised. Duh. So I'm
10: circumcised. Not, not everybody gets circumcised. What? No, I've never been circumcised. Not wow, that that's weird. No, there's, I mean, there's a world where that's weird, but Th- this that's world, this it's world. It's, I'm not. I'm. I'm yeah. circumcised. No, I would like everyone. I'm not to, Jewish. Know, I, I am not circumcised, and uh, that uh, actually makes there's more material on the member, for, uh, and it actually makes it more enjoyable for uh, anyone uh, listening who is a uh, 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 woman. That sounds gross. I don't well, no, it's not gross at all. It's natural and it's very enjoyable. I've well, heard that's not that natural. It's to, natural to cut it off. No. I, well, no, it's not natural. No, natural is just the way that it normally is. But even if it's not natural, it's an improvement. So anyone oh. who's listening that's a, a female who wants to test out between myself and Frank, you can test me well, first. And well, then well, no, if, why do you, you get know, to go first? Because I made the offer. I mean, it's uh, polite. I mean, I could go first. I mean, the polite would be you say after you.
0: You Polite is when you go after you.
10: I would, well, you know, I would say they would polite is let the guest decide. They will be the guest. You know, oh. I am better looking. They probably decide on well, me. Why would you? That's rude. Well, no, it's a matter of opinion. I, 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 in my opinion, I am the better looking guy.
0: All right, well, we got one more question here. Um, How to get my boyfriend to get back in here and have sex with me? Uh, it's Christmas, so of course a lot of people are here. I want to real bad, though. He was in the living room watching the game. Now he's just playing video games, but I can't tell him to come to the room with me because I want to... F- LOL. All
10: right. Well, this is a question I'll give in two parts. So, you know, in the simple way is you just, you, uh, you say to him, Hey, come over here, have sex with me.
0: No, she said she can't do that because there's people around.
10: Well, that's when you have, you have a secret sign, which is like giving condoms or when you say, Oh, there's a phone call in the other room for you. They are calling about a bed. And then you, he will think, bad. This is what I, uh, with my girlfriend, uh, when she wants to have sex, which is, uh, you know, uh, I the often. You have a uh, girlfriend? We, I do, yes. I wouldn't uh, have guessed
0: that. Given...
10: It's, it's an open relationship. On okay. on my end of it's open. You know, she's, uh, her name is uh, is uh, June Loveberger. And uh, she's, uh, well, she's a wait,
0: wonderful... What, 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 what? Did you say June, June Loveburger? Yes. That's well, yeah, like... we know her. She's been on the show.
10: How has she been on this show? That's one. No, I mean, not Frank you know, advice. She's been our... on Cast and Wax, our podcast. So you have met uh, June already. Well, yeah, and I don't well, think she's that attractive. Yeah. But wasn't well, she? I, I thought I, she was. I find she is. She is as attractive. But uh, you know, that's a matter of opinion. As I said, I find sh- we are a very attractive couple. I thought she was with Rory. Well, she had. She used to be with Rory in the past, and now she is with me. Oh, okay. I uh, I mean so I, uh, I, so you, uh, wow and you've had
0: sex with her all right well oh that's... yeah
10: lots of times and uh, yeah she's she loves it we uh, live together most of the year and she uh, most of know, the
0: year it, she she only broke up with him like a couple months ago
10: was that the plan it's most of the year oh, oh that's the, the plan day. yes all right and uh, she uh, yeah so so we, so we do lots of things together we help each other with our projects in our various ways and it's a wonderful uh, relation and, and if you and you all I don't know if you have a wife or a girlfriend or anything like that. No, you are no, invited over for Christmas with us. Uh, and uh, Zell, uh co-hosts, if they would like to come to our Christmas party, uh, absolutely. Well,
0: that's very nice of you, but you know. All right, look. I, so, so, wait, what, how does this answer her question? Oh, how well, do you get I was boyfriend saying. boyfriend in the room.
10: June and I, when, when we want to have sex and there's lots of people around, like at this Christmas party, we are probably going to be in the other room having sex at one point.
0: Okay. What I'm, she don't would probably.
10: Well, what she. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, but. Uh, I mean, I, I don't
0: want to be at a. Anyway, get, just go on. Tell me what. F-
10: we, what she would do is come in the room and say, oh, uh, there was something to be attended to downstairs. And I would say, oh, Downstairs,
0: She means downstairs in her
10: body. That's right. Oh, but uh, it sounds like she means in the house. And then I leave and we attend to what is downstairs. And then I come back. The other way. Now, I, you know, that's the very simple way. It does not work for everybody. I would just say, you know, if you really want the answer to this, I would have to demonstrate. And that is something I can do. If you get in touch with me and come over, I can demonstrate. Pass. How you can, how you can get someone to have sex with you. i pass. Not you, the, the, the writer. I can tell her how she can get oh. the man to have sex with. I'll how? show her
0: how. Well, d- can't you just tell us over the? I mean, it, it's, a,
10: it's an audio. Is, it's all that's why I'm saying. I gave the simple answer, but there's a lot of body language, there's a lot of uh, signs and and hints and uh, flirting and uh, role play you have to do, and you can't do that over the radio. That's why I'm saying I give you the simple answer now. Come over, I will show you how to get a man to have sex with.
0: All me. right. Well, I guess you're invited to his holiday party as
10: well. Or or earlier than that as well. To every one-on-one lesson. Um, well, at any rate,
0: uh, if you want to go to his holiday party where he's going to be having sex with his girlfriend, apparently in the other room. When is that? Is that on Christmas Day?
10: That's. It's uh, not on Christmas Day. Christmas is a Tuesday, so it's on the uh, the previous uh, uh, Saturday night. Oh
0: well, you know what? It's going to be too late because we're airing this on Christmas Eve. So. Oh. You know, we're already. Everybody's going to have missed it. Uh, Jordan won't even have heard this yet, so he won't be invited. I guess. So sorry. I guess we oh, can't well, make it.
10: Oh, that's. Uh, you couldn't let him know, but you're not going. And talk to him before I, the, no I, the, we don't we don't talk before shows
0: oh, it's a thing
10: all right told that well I' I'll, I'll, you know I'm sure we all have enough people for the party it's you know the more women anyway instead of men the better
0: but you're gonna be having sex with June what's the difference for part of the
10: party yes wow well, okay this
0: is quite a that's not the way Rory described the relationship. So anyway, um, okay, thank you for being on Jean-Baptiste. Uh, oh,
10: uh, you're welcome anytime. Thank you for having me on your, on your program. And
0: people can find you through the UN?
10: People can find me through the, uh, United Nations. I'm the commissioner on Extra History. Uh, this is the highest authority and office in the world on Extra History and you can get in touch with me that
0: way. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again and happy holidays.
10: Oh, thank you. Happy holidays to you and to all our listeners uh, out there. All right. Uh, this has been, um, uh, frank
0: advice and we will give you more advice next time. and that is meant to spread love
7: well, spreading love for jean baptiste
0: spreading love for jean baptiste yes and for june uh, as well which i'm glad she's happy um ah so i hope you enjoyed that special episode frank advice like i said i'm premiering it here on uh, on my on my private uh shows rather than on the podcast because i i I mean i can't i can't play it on the podcast it's just too it's too mean it'll hurt rory's feelings too much Uh, i mean i you know obviously i give him i give him a lot of guff but i don't want to i mean i don't want to rub his face in that his girlfriend is with someone else that's not uh you know i don't that would just hurt him too much so so that goes on the archives for a special. Uh, Hank Fallon uh, gets to hear it. Thank you. I hope you like it, Hank. Like I said, and anybody he plays it for, and his uh, his little uh, group. Uh, but anyway, back to back to feeling good. About the holidays again. Let's feel. Let's feel good about the holidays <sighs> again. What do you guys say? Frank, what are you going to be getting people for Christmas? No, a jerk the big of... g- I didn't call I didn't... in. Who and let me know, and I'll try to uh, say what your answer is in future years. If if uh, if I get that uh, get any answers from you. Uh, speaking of which, we do have some answers from uh, from previous years to our previous questions of um, what are you going to do on Christmas Eve night? And I got a letter. Uh, from, from Hank Fallon saying, uh, every Christmas Eve, I listen to, uh, the Frank Allen specials from every previous Christmas Eve. And, uh, that's probably what I'm going to do this Christmas Eve as well. Well, Hank, thank you for writing in and thank you for, for being such a big fan of the show. I, I do, I do appreciate that. Um, it, you know, it feels good to know that at least on some level, I have a connection with someone. And, uh, at this time of year, when you need it most, it feels really good. Hopefully, I will be seeing, uh, um, our, our good friends at the podcast really soon, uh, because we're going to be recording a new episode of the podcast. Uh, I'll give, uh, my cards. I got cards here for Jordan and for Scapy and for, for Rory. Um, oh, hold on. I'm getting a phone call. Uh, just one sec. See, everybody wants to feel a connection. I suppose you're right. It's really. Means a lot to me, thank Hello, you. Frank Allen here. Thank you, Scape. Hey, Jordan, uh, oh, good say. to hear from you. I'll be no, over in just a little you. bit. I just wanted to, to raffle a
7: couple. see people of Shopsburg. I'm sure you want to what? know what happened to them. What? No, that's, not particularly. Not I I, I, I don't
0: need to. Song. I've already... Come on, let's
7: go. <laughs> okay. What, where are we going?
1: Shelpsburg.
4: Turumbalo presents The Hell Out of a Somewhat Christmas Yuletide A holiday story of Season's Greetings by Daniel Hanukkah Schwartz, Peter Christmas
6: Bowers, and Charles Festivus Berman One of the things about being a reporter is that you're not always reporting Sometimes you have days off Christmas for example, only bad reporters are forced to work on Christmas Poor Wanda Then again it's no picnic for me either.
11: We three kings of Orientar, bearing gifts we traverse afar. Say, what are you writing, my little sugar plum?
6: Just a letter home, and don't call me that.
11: Okay, my big sugar plum. I'll be over here, decking this hall. Myrrh, I bring its bitter perfume.
6: <laughs> Stop! That's an alcove. And why are there plants in the house?
11: Um... Candy Cane? It's Christmas time! Go on... And... The decorations aren't up! Yes. Christmas is a time for Christmas trees, Christmas carols, Christmas presents! Gee,
6: I thought those came in June.
11: I'm breaking out the ornaments! The holly! My Great Aunt Hildegard's fruitcake recipe!
6: You're making fresh fruit cake. Yes. Why?
11: Because it's Christmas, my sexy Blitzen.
6: Wasn't Blitzen a boy?
11: I retract the statement, but not the sentiment. The days of the advent calendar are ticking down.
6: Wow, I didn't realize this would be such a thing.
11: And I hadn't realized you wouldn't feel the same. Why so Scroogey, Ebenezerina? First
6: of all, never call me that again. That is worse than Blitzen. Second, I've never really celebrated Christmas. I mean, sure, there's 10% off at the Red Panda, but almost everywhere else is closed. Why? What'd you do for Christmas last year?
11: I followed around Slam Jackson.
6: Then no big thing for you either.
11: That was different. I was acting in my narrative capacity. Now that that big jerk has gone on to fame and spiritual fulfillment, I can finally get my yule on.
6: Oh, Is it a sex thing? Because that would be totally okay.
11: Christmas is not a sex thing! If anything, it is an anti-sex thing, which is how the whole thing got started in the first place.
6: Oh, baby. If you're implying that we're not having sex until after Christmas, things are about to get very Dickensian.
11: Oh, God, no! That That is not at all what I meant!
6: Good. Now focus. What if... Instead of all the holiday cheer, we go into the bedroom and have some non-seasonal fun.
11: I would be glad to my... Hey. Sex princess?
6: Better. Let's go.
7: You get the holly, Casper?
8: Should do, Balthazar. Mel, you got the tree? Got the tree! Got the tree!
12: Good. Now, I'll put the cease and desist order, telling them they can't celebrate Christmas no more. Yep, that's a cease and desist order there, all right. How's it look? A little off-center.
8: Maybe shift it a little? To the left, to the left! Mel, Jesus, shut your trap. Let's scram.
11: Why would I give you an instruction? <gasps> Good King Wenceslas!
6: Oh my God, the decorations have all been ripped away! The tree has been taken! There's something on this table. It's... it's a cease and desist order.
11: My singing isn't that
6: bad! Yes, it is. But that's not important right now. Some jackass just broke into our house! It's time to find the thief! And steal back
11: Christmas! Sure, why not? What's the first step, honey? Do we follow the footprints in this muddy snowbank? Do we take fingerprints off of the doorknob? Do we check to see if the cows are okay?
6: We're going to the station to file a police report.
11: Oh, man!
6: Like normal people.
11: Normally boring people?
6: So, we boringly made our way to the police station, where the only person who wasn't crying was a young girl. Well, a younger girl. Reporter.
12: Susie was there! Hi, Annie. I'm glad to see you and your boyfriend because friends are often happy to see each other. And since we're not at work and still hanging out, we must be friends. Hey,
11: Suze. Wow, there are a lot of crying police officers in here.
12: I'll put that in my story. Since Christmas has been stolen, we have to cancel all of our Christmas plans and go work for the Thorpe's Ledger, Star, Bulletin, Journal, and Herald Press Examiner. Who do you want to interview, Annie? Nobody. I've started taking my days off off. But, But don't
13: you see? Christmas hasn't been stolen. That's why we are crying inconsolably. I don't understand! The season desist orders. Nobody stole Christmas. Somebody has legally barred Christmas. What kind of jackass does that? Clearly, it can only be someone who holds legal copyright over
12: Christmas. I'll go check the patent office.
11: Hold on there, little drummer girl! It's not a work day! In fact, you're not supposed to be working! The only people at the press office are Wanda Wingding's bad reporter, Abigail Ariel, absentee reporter, and Harvey for no good reason. Nobody else is going to work on
13: Christmas! It isn't Christmas! We can't legally celebrate it, and as cops, there's nothing we can do to stop it. This sucks!
6: Wow. A room full of weeping cops is never as sexy as the internet makes it sound.
11: You said it, my little wassail! With the authorities helpless, it's up to us to steal back Christmas!
6: Oh good, we're heroes
12: now. You've always been my hero, Annie! I'll go too. Heroes are always worshipped by the press, and without Jesus' birthday, I need something to worship. Wait a minute.
6: You might be onto something. We need someone or some people rich enough to buy Christmas and big enough jerks to take it away.
11: To the yes! church!
6: So, we made our way down to St. Red's Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Wealth, or whatever, hoping to find out where Christmas had gotten stolen off to.
11: Um, hello? Is anyone in here?
12: Of course, we're right here.
6: He means anyone else, Susie.
12: Oh, okay. I thought he was imperceptive, but it turns out he was more inquisitive. Incidentally, I'm up to I in the dictionary. Hello, children. May generosity fill your hearts
5: and empty your wallets today.
6: Uh, hey there, you godliness. Uh, you seem pretty chipper for a priest on the day they canceled Christmas.
5: Oh, it's great. I hate doing mass anyway. And all homeless people are gone from the soup kitchen.
11: Though, to tell you the truth, I think it might
12: be unrelated. Probably. Maybe they all got homes, or got tired of soup. Who can blame them?
11: So, this wasn't a conspiracy from you, or the Cardinal, or the Bishop of the Double Pope, or whatever? Look, I
5: don't know about the Double Pope, but nobody's listened to my suggestion that we cancel Christmas for the last ten years. Why would they start now?
12: Wait! We forgot Jimmy! He'll
5: be fine. There's a whole Mesozoic back there to keep him company.
10: Not what Mesozoic means, Will. Well, marital partner, it seems that we have once again failed to return home on time. I, perforce, blame you.
6: With reciprocity yet more puissant than your own, Help me. I lay culpability squarely at your shoulder.
5: Damn it! How hard can it be to get these two back to the moon?
6: It says a lot about my life that this is annoying instead of weird. Who are you people?
12: I'm Margot, this is Will, and these are Frank and Judy. We're from the future, and they're from our future.
11: As well as the moon! And also the moon. Ooh, nifty! Although I think your time machine knocked out the priest.
12: Wow, a real priest? We must have reached a point before Christmas was erased from history in 2032. It's going to be erased in 2032? I said I was sorry.
6: Spoilers! Focus, honey. If it was erased from history, in the future, then it can't have been cancelled now. Something's not right here, by which I mean inconsistent rather than the unusual we've grown used to.
12: Well, look, we need to get clear on what Christmas is so we can restore it to the timeline. Is that the scary one where the man in a blood-colored suit breaks into your house? Or
5: the one where shrieking crowds of people go from door to door, dressed in funny
11: outfits, carrying bells? You'll find that is
10: Jeffrey Dahmer Memorial
11: Day. And that won't start until 2134. How do you know that? Just winging it, really. Your perceptions are quite accurate. You might
6: be interested in learning that I am a prostitute from the future moon. And we're done here. Thanks for creeping us out, weirdos. Wait, let us go with you. We need to learn the true meaning of Christmas.
10: And I must needs be
5: back at Henderson Stadium for a crow cable match. Fine. We'll take you back to the future so you can play your stupid sport.
6: Well, Franklin Forthington Worth and superkill, I could only theoretically be more repulsed by you. But I will begrudgingly admit it will be refreshing to look once more upon our lunar abode.
10: You said it, Giudiana Riet and Canastasio Samosa Salina.
6: That's it. What's it? The time travelers and the space hooker are right. Who is the only man in Thorpsburg who can buy Christmas and hire an army of Christmas thieves to enforce his ludicrous
12: ideas? You're right, Annie. Only two people could do that and Matthew Nichols, entrepreneur... is out of town.
6: Let's go put a stop to this nonsense once and for all.
11: Yeah! Let's dash! Through the snow!
6: Don't even try to make this a Jingle Bells moment! Aw! At last, we made our way to the heart of all stupid nonsense. The Henderson Estate.
12: I don't remember this army of hobos. Is this new? I think so. Hobos are not prone to staying in one place long enough. And these ones also seem to be moving towards us menacingly. This... ...is bad.
6: I can't fight more than two hobos at a time.
5: Jimmy said you might need this.
8: A salami? I don't need this! Look! She's thrown that salami into a snow covered elderberry bush. We're eating tonight, boys.
11: Yes, I did! Quickly, inside!
12: floor is covered with Jingle Bells. That will make it hard to sneak inside. Well,
6: then we'd better hurry if we want to keep the element of SAPA! <laughs> <laughs> Snare trap? Out of
10: Christmas lights! Classic me! He is richer than figgy pudding and thicker than your Aunt Hildegard's fruitcake. Hey! He can leap like a lord and milk like a maid. He will f your s sh- up! Because he is Chop Henderson. Also, Merry Christmas.
4: Merry Chopmas, I think you mean to say! Because I, Chop Henderson, the most Chop Hendersonian of them all, have purchased the rights to Christmas and all Christmas-related intellectual properties! You scoundrel! You Grinch in whose clothing! More like Chop in Chop's clothing, but... Let's not be naughty when Santa's listening!
1: Ho, <laughs> oh,
11: ho, oh, holy crap! Is that St. Nicholas bound over that cauldron of boiling eggnog? Yes!
12: I think we all expected you to expound on your crazy plan. Oh, oh, um,
4: sorry, I was. I was actually sort of hoping that you'd. Make some kind of comment on the awesome theme I got going here. I put a lot of work into it. But, um, anyway, yes! Behold, jerks, as I put an end to Santa's thousand-year run of housebreaking and littering!
6: It's probably too late to point out this is crazy.
10: Like a fox! Only if that fox is also a psychopath. Like a fox! Okay,
6: you've got me there. Maybe I should also point out that this isn't really Santa Claus. It looks like just another hobo in a red suit.
4: Ingenious, isn't it? First I hire them to repossess Christmas, and then I boil them one by one in the eggnog that they've already brought to me. Once I boil the real Santa, he'll poop into a cloud of, you know, whatever Santa poops into. Oh,
11: chap, you rascal! This will not stand, you flint-hearted Henry Potter!
4: Um, I don't... Really get that reference? Is that the, the Wizard Kid? Also, liar! This will totally stand because I purchased this legally and no one can stop me.
3: Incorrect, sir. Ah, oh, Bagworth, you're finally back. We are, sir. Hi, everybody.
12: Rolla, doo 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 dou I love his
3: song.
4: Uh, how many times have I told you not to bring that thing into the house?
3: I go where I want, Chop. And when you take away Christmas, what I want is to step on you if you don't give it back.
4: Nobody's stepping on me on my watch, buddy. Bargworth, my harpoon!
3: Harpoon, sir.
4: Get harpooned, monstrosity! You know, I I hadn't really planned for that not to work. Last chance,
3: Chop. Christmas or Crushmas?
4: Good one!
3: Hey, thanks.
4: Never! Chop Anderson doesn't negotiate with terrorists who he isn't related to.
3: Then you leave me no choice.
12: Hey guys! We picked up Jimmy and made Christmas impossible to copyright in 1931.
9: And I taught them the true meaning of Christmas. Noun, a Christian holiday held on December 21st to commemorate the supposed birth of Jesus Christ. Stay classy, the past.
6: Wait! It's the 25th!
1: Park of bells,
13: sweet silver bells all seem to say, throw cares away, Christmas is here.
11: Bring... Carolers and the hobos are gone!
12: Of course, with Christmas uncopyrightable, none of this
6: has ever happened at all. Then what are we doing here? Christmas was four days ago. Uh good question. Now get out
4: and marry stupid. Christmas, I guess. God bless us, everyone. No.
7: As I'm sure you know, Molly, in that special, uh, the announcer was Pete Powers. Tom Maritor was Mickey Weisner. and Nitalik was Angela Schwartz. Balfazar was Julia Kelly, Casper was Aaron Morrissey, Mel was Irene Hanrahan, Susie Sanselef was Cheryl Casey, Officer Church was Jacob Thompson, Fire Son was Greg D'Angelo, Will Bredo was Craig D'Angelo, Margot Brader was Cheryl Casey, Franklin Fultz Superkill was Charles Berman, Judy Anna Superkill was Angela Schwartz, Hobo was Jessica Miller, Chop Henderson was Pete Bowers, Ralph Daring was Charles Berman, Santa Cruz was Charles Berman, Amos Bogworth was Bear of Quimby, Terry rowan Do dow was Bear of Quimby, and James Augustus. Adler was Ed Jones.
0: Wait, I, wait, I, I thought that those people were all real. I thought we were actually seeing them actually in Thopsburg.
7: Well, wait! <sighs> Don't wake, don't get all meta, don't poke at the walls of reality, okay? Just, that's what everybody's doing during Christmas present.
0: Well, that's fine. Look, you didn't have to show me all that. I I already, I already see the error of my ways, you know. It it isn't nice, and I I actually do have people who care about me. I mean, you know, Jordan and and, and, and Frank, they actually, they actually do care about me and my feelings and and how I'm doing, so...
7: Well, don't, uh,
0: wait, stop, stop, stop. I, I thought this is what you wanted.
7: Yeah, yeah, but don't, just... We gotta get to the next part quick. Just come with me. I'm gonna do a spooky voice now. Now I'm gonna show you Christmas future. Wait,
0: I I, was, I I thought you were Christmas present.
7: Yeah, but I want to do scary voice. So I want to be future as well. Come with me into the distant future, where I will show you what not writing Christmas is gonna do to you. No,
0: I mean seriously, you don't need to because I've already seen yeah, it. No,
7: you have to see it. Escape, what are you doing?
0: Escape! What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh,
7: c- come on, Frank. I want you to do future. We
0: agreed. I'm going to do Christmas future. You wanted to do Christmas presents.
7: <sighs> but I do it really good. I-, I do that voice really good.
0: Yes, but it's not all about the voice. It's about knowing the future, which I do. That is my job. I am the ghost of Christmas future.
7: <sighs> Fine. Oh well, you get to go with Frank now to future.
0: That's right. Come on. Take my hand. Oh, well, I mean, I do not have to take your hand, do I? Let's Just come on, just take it. I've already, look, I've already seen everything. I've, I've, I I've feel different inside. I've changed. I've seen the error of my no, way. It doesn't matter. Just give me your hand. All right, but where are you? Okay, yes, here we are. I knew this was coming. It's a cemetery. That's right, it is. That's right, it is a cemetery. And over there is a gravedigger. Wonderful. Just what I, just what I wanted to see. A gravedigger? You're, you're interested in the gravedigger? Yes, let's look at him, fine.
11: All right. <sighs> <sighs> <sighs>
0: Oh, here I am, grave digger, ain't I? Just digging a grave. Christmas Eve, that's what I do. People die on Christmas Eve, so I got to dig a grave. You know, all the time is I don't get no time off. But I do love Christmas and I feel it in my heart. Ooh, that reminds me, it's almost time for my favourite radio stations, Christmas extravaganza. Let's turn it on while I dig this grave.
10: Happy holidays yeah, there we
0: the are. That's the stuff transmission I know. Network. And now, it's time for Wally Russman with a special holiday broadcast, brought to you by the Extraordinary Transmission Network. Merry Christmas, one and all, and to all a good show.
10: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Extraordinary Transmission Network. I'm Wally Russman from Politalk with Wally Russman. Tuesdays and Thursdays with Wally Russman. I'm Wally Russman. And this is the Extraordinary Transmission Network's Christmas Holiday Special. Moderated by me, Wally Russman, from Politalk with Wally Russman. We have here a panel of experts to debate the number one issue of the month: Christmas and the holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas is under attack. The crass consumerism that this country runs on and needs in order to operate is under attack. Christmas is the one holiday that encourages people to buy crap that they don't need. And if people aren't buying crap that they don't need, this country's economy grinds to a halt. We need to be encouraged to go out there and show people that the only way we care about them is by spending money on consumer goods for them. And if we don't have Christmas, there's nothing that's going to convince us to do that. However, ladies and gentlemen, there are some people who want to destroy that great holiday, who want to cut the commercial artery of the United States and allow it to die and wilt of commercial blood loss and allowing our commercial urge to buy, 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 to die, 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 and thereby destroy the greatest consumer country in the world. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to our expert celebrity panel. We've got incorrect experts here from all sides of the issue. All wrong views are represented to go against me, Wally Russman, who's correct. And on my left here, on my left, we have a uh, Thaddeus. Uh, Mr. Thaddeus, uh, welcome to the program. Thanksgiving Thaddeus, that's me. Hi. Thanksgiving Thaddeus represents one of the most antithetical holidays to Christmas, the one that celebrates enjoying family and being thankful and in having a good time without purchasing anything. It's, it's, in fact, one of the most dangerous competitors to the Christmas-buying urge. Thanksgiving Thaddeus, how do you defend yourself? I
3: wouldn't have thought you'd be that against Thanksgiving. I mean, what's more American than Thanksgiving? Christmas. You buy lots of turkeys on Thanksgiving, that's buying. You buy lots of silverware. Well, that actually wasn't the way it started out. It was originally guinea pigs. When the pilgrims came here, it was guinea pigs that they were eating. Um... After we became kind of a uh, affluent society, people felt like guinea pigs weren't filling up the whole family or it just took too many of them. So
10: in conclusion, Thanksgiving is a traitorous holiday that uh, celebrates giving in to friendship with other nations, such as the native people of this country who rightfully have been almost exterminated, and, and doubling, doubling over, buckling down to be friends with them rather than their defeaters. Oh no, Thanksgiving is all about giving thanks for the fact that we
3: massacred them. Well, that's a strong argument. And- I thought you'd appreciate that one. <laughs> so yeah, we started with the guinea pigs, and then we started. Uh, we realized that there were just weren't enough of them to go around for Thanksgiving every year it would come around. So we started eating marmosets. Uh, they were a little bit gamey. And then we started on dodo birds.
10: And, well, you know what happened there, obviously. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we also have on the panel a representative of one of the most anti-American holidays of all, Celebrating the uh, failure of America to destroy the environment so far, and uh, it's the rejection of its valiant efforts towards that direction. Madam.
8: Hi, I'm Arbor Day Annie, and I love the trees. And the trees provide so much pretty shade, and everyone should come and live in my commune and just love the trees.
3: Annie, I told you to take your medication before you came tonight. Did you remember your medication?
8: I did. The medication is what helps me talk to the trees.
3: Just one though, just one.
8: Oh, I thought there was a 0 after that 1. But yes, I I I have a I have a love of the trees and everyone should just celebrate Arbor Day because that is the just the most magical day of all. I don't celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving or Halloween. Well, I just talk to the trees.
3: Christmas is pretty big with trees.
8: Well, just chopping them down and using them for firewood.
13: Which they deserve.
8: But our t- the trees are our friends.
13: Oh, two notes. One, do you know anybody who got off school for Arbor Day? And two, the trees don't love you back outside of the evil dead.
8: Oh, but they do. And if you come to live in my commune, then you'll get to see that the trees do talk to you.
10: Well, we should introduce this gentleman who's, ju- who's just contributed. We... One of the this is a gentleman who represents one of the most important religions in the world, a religion that has helped the United States military-industrial complex greatly, and for which we're all thankful. Uh, We have here
13: Hanukkah Harry Hanukkah Harry Harding, and I am uh, represent the the Jewish the Hebrew people's holiday of Hanukkah. And um, before I go on my my spiel, I'll, I'll say with regards to Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is essentially an annex of Christmas now. We don't have Black Friday Barry here. He could not make it. He was too busy shopping. Dry run for next year. Now, you very much enjoy the concept of Christmas as some sort of thing that will keep America's commercial blood flowing. The thing is, the Jewish industrial complex has large amounts of money already. It already has the entire banking and entertainment sectors. This is very important to America. You would agree, correct, Wally?
10: Banking and entertainment are two of the th- reasons that America exists, Mr. And
13: Hanukkah. Correct. And, uh, and the Jewish c- world conspiracy, as outlined by the protocols of the elders of Zion, keeps this flowing quite nicely. Now. This is why Hanukkah
3: is all about the military-industrial complex. They have the same goals, making the oil
13: last. Now, I'll tell you how Hanukkah is celebrated as best I understand it. Everybody knows there are a certain amount of days in the year and that you have a certain amount of candles. What you do is you take 30 days out, and those days are in December or November, and you pull them out of a hat. And those days, you, you first take the amount of candles you have, and then you draw the appropriate number of things, and you set a bunch of candles, and then perhaps you say something in Hebrew. But the important thing is that you don't celebrate Christmas because you see, The invention of Hanukkah was designed to keep the Jews out of Christmas, because in medieval times, they knew that the Jewish people had a tendency like the cowbird to lay on other people's eggs, so to speak.
10: Uh, Hanukkah, Harry, I'm I'm just curious. I have to ask. Are you actually uh, Jewish yourself?
13: Not really. I, I just work for the conspiracy. I'm not privy to the inner secrets. As such, I've never actually celebrated Hanukkah, no. I do thought the name sounded rather euphonic. Don't you agree? Well, it it certainly sounds like it
10: starts with the same letter. I wouldn't want to investigate far enough to see if that's the truth.
13: I mean, I've also been called
9: anti-Semitic
13: Harry, but I think that sounds less pretty.
10: It sounds, at least it
13: sounds more accurate, uh, but... I was called the lunatic Harry once. I punched that guy in the face somehow. He continued to call me a lunatic.
10: Well, we, we certainly appreciate your contribution, Hanukkah, Harry. I appreciate
13: my contribution as well.
10: And you, you definitely fostered a lot of communication between the two religions. Now, we have one more panelist here. Uh, sir, you represent
9: communism, anti-Americanism, and treason. Is that correct? Only in as far as communism thwarts Americanism. And, well, I guess the answer is yes. And I'm telling you, you do support communism and treason. Well, we do own the president, so, I mean, I don't know if I support him, because he's not truly communist. He's socialist, of course, but, yeah. Did, did you say something about trees?
8: I heard you say trees. I just, I love the trees.
10: I, I said, I said treason. It's... Trees on what? Treason is being, treason is being against the United States. Treason is being wrong.
8: Oh, but the trees aren't wrong, so that's okay.
10: Treason is groundless
9: anti-Americanism. Uh, well, Mr. Communist, what, what holiday are you here to, to advocate? Well, the only holiday we actually recognize would be May Day, of course. But I have to tell you that we are against Christmas uh, as a secular holiday as well as a religious holiday. All property is theft, I'm sure, as you know, Wally. And, and rightful theft.
10: I mean, the more we can steal from the lower classes in order to allow it to trickle back down to them, the better.
9: Well, listen, I I could argue with that all day, Uh, much like I I have to argue with the North Koreans. I mean, you you have no idea what dealing with them is like. I mean, communism these days, it's just not like it used to be. I, I think we can both agree on that. Communism used to be a formidable adversary. And today it's just like beating a dead horse, but less fun. Well... You know, when we did have communism in the Soviet Union, in the good old days, they really knew how to do it. They, they took from the people and they gave them back everything they needed. I mean, that, and, and, you know,
10: there are certain things that we can agree on. We can agree that the, the poor people deserve to have everything they have taken from them. And if they and, and, you know, certain people, certain people deserve to get some of it back. Certain elites, such as myself, deserve everything they get. You know, it's just a matter of deciding who those elites are, and that's where communism goes wrong. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen of the Christmas panel, certainly we've got some very diverse incorrect views here. The first question for the panel is, what are your holidays views? Christmas ham, Christmas goose, or Christmas turkey?
8: Well, just as long as none of it is served on paper plates, which are taken from the trees, I'm happy with any of it, because the animals live in the trees. And that's why you can't cut down their homes, but...
3: How are we going to eat them them if we don't cut down their homes?
13: (sighs) I, Hanukkah Harry, will answer you when I have time to go home and access Wikipedia and perhaps the Book of Leviticus or whatever and find out which of these creatures is kosher. Thank you.
10: All right, maybe we should move on from this. Let's get to the heart of the issue here. Uh, Labor Day, Arbor Day, Hanukkah, and... Thanksgiving,
13: Thanksgiving, sir. uh,
10: Yes, and Thanksgiving. (laughs) The real pressing issue is... What has your holiday done for the economy lately?
13: Oh, first of all, it does quite a bit. I mean, Christmas provides spending for one day, whereas Hanukkah provides at least five days, to, the, to my knowledge.
10: Of a very small population of Jewish people compared a, to Christians. A very
13: small population of extremely influential people, like I said. Like, this is, this is a conspiracy that even Pat Kennedy doesn't know about, man. So, yes... There is a lot of money involved, but it's none of your business.
3: He's having you on, honestly. Uh, I mean, if you're interested in consumerism, you don't go to a holiday where they buy their kids socks for eight days. It just doesn't work. That does not get the economy moving. Thanksgiving is all about gluttony. It's an entire holiday dedicated to gluttony. You're buying food. You're buying uh, decorations. You're having everyone over and stuffing yourself so silly that you pass out. And when do you wake up? Black Friday. That's right. Without Thanksgiving, there would be no Black Friday. There would be no Christmas season because there, no one would know when it started. How do you know when Christmas
10: season starts if there's no Thanksgiving? A very good question. Some might say calendars, but that involves reading. Abade, what have you done for the economy lately?
8: Well, I think I mentioned earlier that I'm, I'm creating a commune. And that commune... We'll charge $1,000 per person who wants to come and join. So that will be a lot of money. Because I will then hand over that money to the people who save the trees. And as long as there's somebody in the government who wants to save the trees, then the government will have a lot of money. Because my commune will raise a lot of money.
3: You're totally making this up as you go along.
8: No, really. It's going to be there. It's going to be right on, um... Oh... one of the streets over in Binghamton we're going to have a nice commune there and it'll be a $1000 per entry but you'll have a lot of perks if you come and join and we'll love just we'll just love the trees
3: do you have a stretch goal
8: i stretch every morning to to reach up to the trees
10: and, and touch the trees that's that's the way i stretch it sounds like a very expensive commune in my experience people who, the the people who go to communes are subversive and they're poor
13: also, it sounds to me that this is extracting money from the economy
10: more than anything else. I mean, being poor is a way of being subversive in itself. But well, I, speaking of subversives and poor people, uh, co- communist antichrist, uh, ha- ha- what have you done for the consumer economy lately?
9: We don't do anything for the consumer economy. We do everything for the communist economy. This all property is theft. I told you, Wally, these these manufacturers, they're stealing from the people. They take all the money, they gather it at the top, and they steal from them. You have not explained why this is a problem. Listen, it's a problem when they're at your door with a torch and a pitchfork and your head. Then it becomes a problem for you, Wally. Well, that's why we enslave them. Yeah. You ever heard of Spartacus? There was a slave for you. Yeah. That sounds like history, and history is only a way to get scared out of going the path of right. Because you see people who've done it before and met violent and disastrous ends. Yeah. Speaking of violent and disastrous ends, that's exactly what's going to happen if this communist Christmas season doesn't get more secular like yesterday. Well, co- communism, I I have to say, Mr. Communist, I do appreciate your honesty. You're definitely not a crypto communist at all. You're just right out there. Listen, that was the way Lenin was. That was the way Marx was. That's the way communism ought to be. I've got to tell you, not like these... Not like these shifty North Koreans. I don't know what's up with their brand of communism. They, 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 they wanna hide everything. You know, you bring up North Korea, they had a very
3: clever way of dealing with their uh, economy problem. They actually d- have their own Thanksgiving. And just like us, they started with guinea pigs, but when they ran out of guinea pigs, they didn't have turkeys to turn to. So they started cooking up their peasants.
10: Honestly, the people of the world sometimes should learn from each other. And I would be in favor of eating peasants for Christmas. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if we can make a business out of killing peasants, that increases the value for the rich and it decreases the number of poor people. Now, honestly, who
9: wants poor people around? Nobody less than me. And this is why communism is going to beat you down in the end. Because you got you got more poor people than you know what to do with. And they're coming for you. Oh, they're coming for you. Poor people don't have any buying power. We got to eliminate poverty by eliminating the poor. This is what War on Christmas is about. I'm telling you. We've got some
10: good news here, ladies and gentlemen. Arriving in the studio late, we have a representative of another holiday vying to replace Christmas as the number one contributor to Americanism, consumer buying, and the the economy of this only worthwhile nation. Uh, We have Talk Like a Pirate Day, a man who represents a holiday uh, all about stealing things rather than paying into the corporate system. Talk Like a Pirate Day, what have you done for the economy lately?
5: Ah, uh, raping and a pillaging.
10: Well, I think we can all agree on the value of raping, but doesn't pillaging just take away from money that could go to the corporations that make this country run? I
5: don't know about that. I mean, they line my pockets, they line everyone else's pockets, everyone's rich, everyone's happy.
10: Well, I definitely agree that it's the rich people's happiness that matters. Talk like a pirate guy. Isn't your holiday based around people from other countries which are naturally inferior? Aren't pirates usually speaking with accents? Aren't they usually physically deformed? The kind of people that should be eugenicsed out of society? Well, you gotta start somewhere. I admire the anti-intellectualism of your points. Talk like a pirate, day.
13: All right, talk like a pirate, day. This is Hanukkah Harry, and I have some questions for you now. Piracy is all fun and good when you're on the high seas and you've just made a major score and you've got you're overflowing with pieces of aid and booty and wenches. But when the scurvy sets in and the uh, the Royal Navy captures you and you're on the gallows. How much fun is it then? How can you defend this? That's what I. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Do you really think you're offering a good, sustainable model for a lot of people?
5: Ah, yes. With as many cannons as you can muster. If there be raping and pillaging, then I,
13: yes. The. uh... Closest we've ever come, the, the Semitic people, is our, our great inroads in the gangsterism and bootlegging industry. But we have wised up and ceded that action to the Italians and Irish and other inferior races. That's our take on piracy. We prefer to do things the indirect way now.
10: I thought you weren't actually Jewish.
13: It's a case, it's a case of Stockholm Syndrome, people. I have to work with them to get their business done. Oh, I, I am as Episcopalian as any of you.
10: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for closing arguments. And in summation, before we get to them, remember, the truth comes from radio. I'm on the radio and the truth is coming from me. Christmas is a holiday dedicated to consumerism, buying stuff, and the health of the American corporate body. Nothing is going to be better for corporations in terms of holidays than a holiday dedicated to corporations. And that is a proven
9: fact. Now that said, guests, How can your holiday be better at being Christmas than Christmas is? Okay, I'm just going to say it one more time. God is the enemy of the people. You're right, there is a war on Christmas because religion poisons the minds of the people. And that is why Christmas needs to be a secular holiday. It is not better than Labor Day. But if we make them both a secular holiday, then we might have a chance of all being equal. Once again, communists, you're the opposite of right. The people are the enemy of God. All right, Abade.
10: how would Abba Day be better at being Christmas than Christmas?
8: Well, we would be saving the trees because then Santa wouldn't um, be using the trees to build his sled or his sleigh, and the little elves that work at the North Pole wouldn't have to cut down any trees to make the toys for all the boys and girls. So we should just all love the trees and come and join my commune and give me money. So that I can give that money to the people who love the
3: trees. Okay, can we do something about that? She's not even a real holiday. Come on. I mean, the rest of us are at least during the holiday season, September to December. Do you even know what Arbor Day is, Annie?
10: Thanksgiving, you should just be grateful I'm letting you on the show.
3: It's in the spring. I'm very
10: thankful.
8: Arbor Day is in the spring. It's the time of birth and, and growth and...
3: Oh, spring, th- that narrows it down. Thanks.
8: Well... Just whatever day you really feel like loving the trees can be Arbor Day. Every day can be Arbor Day.
10: I think we've learned the only person who knows anything about their own holiday is the communists, which just proves that communism means people are book smart, which means they read a lot, which, like communism, is evil. All right. Hanukkah Harry, closing arguments.
13: All right. Well, I'm not going to recap my opinions, um, host, but I will um, go so far as to say that we've got a lot of oil and we've got a lot of candles and we can set you on fire if we must. That'll get the job done. Peace out, party people. Thanksgiving.
3: All right. What is it that brings consumerism in Christmas to a screeching halt? What is it that makes grandmas across the country stop buying presents for their grandchildren? Nothing ever, God willing. Lack of thank you cards. It's all about the gratitude. You don't have the gratitude, you don't have the presence, you don't have Christmas, you don't have the consumerism that goes with it. And without Thanksgiving, you don't even have Black Friday, so no one's going to know when Christmas is. Come on, nobody knows when Christmas is. Right? Anyone? See? Everyone's silent. No all one knows right, when 7/25. Christmas is.
10: December 25th! Thank you, Pirate Day. Pirate, speaking of Pirate Day, final arguments. Well,
5: I can't uh, really stress the importance of raping and pillaging, but I think if you do it by a tree... Maybe it beats, uh, Christmas. Maybe.
3: Wait, we're talking about raping trees now? I thought we just hugged them.
5: No, no, no. Like, uh, whichever you want to do, really. Don't hurt the
8: trees!
10: Pillage them for syrup. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Christmas is a holiday about coming together to buy things and support our nation's corporations. And I think we can all come together and see that it says something of value in things that everybody has said here. The Communist is wrong about everything, but I admire his spirit of taking things from poor people. Likewise, Abade, taking a thousand dollars from poor people who just want to join a commune. Extremely admirable. And the Pirate, raping. Once again, extremely admirable. Hanukkah Harry, uh, incoherent and not really Jewish, but also about buying crap. And Thanksgiving, not really about buying crap, but he's definitely in favor of it as soon as Thanksgiving's over. So we can all come together around something which is agreeing with what I agree with about all of these holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if there's anyone on the phones to comment. No? That's because I haven't given out the phone number. And once again, silence is agreement. This is me, Wally Russman, from Politalk with Wally Russman, Tuesdays and Thursdays with Wally Russman on the Extraordinary Transmission Network. This is me saying goodbye from Wally Russman, host of Politalk with Wally Russman, on the panel of the Extraordinary Transmission Network moderated, By Wally Russman. From Wally Russman, good evening.
0: In that holiday special from the Extraordinary Transmission Network, Wally Russman was Charles Berman, Thanksgiving Thaddeus was Bailiff Quimby, Arbor Day Annie was Cheska Miller, Hanukkah Harry Harding was Jacob Thompson, Mr. Communist was Dan Davis, and Talk Like a Pirate Guy was Greg D'Angelo. The Extraordinary Transmission Network would like to wish you and your family an extraordinary holiday. But now we turn things over to Peter Lepre with his annual special, How Jesus Founded America. right, well...
11: I'm all done with this grave now, ain't I? So oh, I'm gonna call it a night.
0: That's it, one and all. Merry Christmas to all you dead folk out there, and I, the grave digger, am going home. All right, so Um, this is uh, the part, of course, where I look at the grave and I see that it's my grave. so let's let's get on with it. Uh, oh, the grave he was digging. Yes, you know, bring bring the the lantern a little closer, and I'll read the name, and I'll see. That, oh, well, okay, that's his, that's his John Stevens, what, I thought that was my grave. No, no, I, you, you're the one who mentioned the grave digger, I wasn't going to bring you over here. Oh, uh, right, well, what, then why are we here? Uh, over here, over this way. Oh, all right, um, (sighs) fine, so, uh, this grave over here is the one you want me to look at? Well, that's not, that's not a fresh grave at all. No, no, it isn't, but it is, uh, it is, um, your grave, as you guessed. Oh, (sighs) I'm sorry, I'm a little confused. What's the problem? Uh, well, I mean I I I you I you brought me to the past and then the present and then the future and um you showed me there are error of my ways as we discussed and and I've grown and I feel different inside and I I I see that I've been selfish in the past and I see that I've been you know not as good about things as I could. Good. That's good. I, I feel... I, that makes me happy. But now you... And then you've brought me here to the future, and I, and, and you've showed me my grave, and, um... There, there seems to be a, a problem here. No, this is all correct. But my grave... Uh, my grave says that I die on D- December 24th, 2012. Yeah, that's right. But... The- but that's tonight. Yeah. So, so how am I meant to change my ways? Oh, you're not. I We we were just going to show you the error of your ways. Not so you can change them, but, you know, so you understand uh, why it's better that you're dead. I'm sorry? Yeah, you die tonight. You die right now. I, I die. I die? It's This is it? Yeah, this is it. Uh, we just brought you here to... Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I We do take on a little bit of the personality of the people who, uh, who we're pretending to be. And uh, you might have noticed. Yes and so I kind of wanted to rub your nose in it so uh Rory it's uh too late you're already screwed you're a charlatan you're a liar you're a cheater you make everybody miserable but everyone will be much happier uh, in the future Th- you know this- we didn't even go that far in the future this is just 2013 but um man the world's a better place uh everybody's feeling good jordan i mean i, ch- I could show you what's going on with jordan and them but they're they let me just tell you they're doing great uh frank's very happy everybody's happy and you're gone you're dead uh you, you die tonight uh, it's a it's a heart attack I know that's probably not that surprising, and it's not that exciting, but that is what it is, and you die of it, and uh, now you're dead. So, um, yeah, that's about it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. See, so I don't have a chance to make amends and apologize to Jordan and to Frank and to Scape and to to, to June and to John Baptiste and to Andrew Fisher and... To everyone I've ever wronged, I I don't, I can't make it up to them. I can't. I can't. No, whatever you're thinking you can do, no, you can't. You can't. All you can do is die. Uh, The only thing you have looking forward to is that it's not that painful of a death because you're gone really quick. You're going to die. You've got about 15 seconds. Yeah, 15 seconds from this moment. Yeah, and they're already going away right now. No,
1: no, this isn't, this isn't fair. This isn't
7: fair. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Day in history. My name is Roy Sinjin. This is WHRW Binghamton. On December 24th, 1865, in Pulaski, Tennessee, a group of Confederate veterans convened to form a secret society. They christen the Ku Klux Klan. The KKK rapidly grew from a secret social fraternity to a paramilitary force bent on reversing the federal government's progressive Reconstruction era activities in the South.
4: All right, got to be
2: tough to be in this brotherhood. So, what we need you to do one at a time. Is bite down on this here live wire. That doesn't sound like a good idea, per se. Like
5: dressing up in white sheets and h- rousting people out of their houses in the middle of the night is a good idea. Just bite down. Okay. I guess he wasn't strong enough. Clem, you're next. Ah, hell. Five years later. All right, Jibba Jethro, you bite down. We're losing all our members. You gotta stop this stupid initiation. (laughs) They've gotta be tough enough. We don't know what our enemies will use. But nobody's tough enough. Here, I'll show you all. I'm tough enough. Oh, Cletus,
7: you clown.
0: Rubber boots! With only a single member immune to electricity, but not guns, the KKK was easily hunted down by Ulysses S. Grant and done away with completely. Don't be a racist. Avoid live wires. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton but wait just one moment more my name's Jordan D. White and uh, one other thing happened on December 24th um, on December 24th 2012 uh, Roy Singen passed away uh, he meant a lot to us at the podcast and we will miss him um, in lieu of flowers uh, we ask that you donate in his name to uh, some sort of live wire avoidance charity, um, or even just make sure that you avoid live wires, um, in his name, in his memory. Um, thank you very much. And, uh, we'll be seeing you.